This is Tom from Wrong Rocket. And Chris from Deeply Dapper. And, well, I guess it's been so long I don't know how to time to, but it seems like it's time to. <laughs> is it? I think it's is time it? to release the, the it, Kraken, it's, is it? It's, it's time to. Yeah, okay. Release the Kraken! Can you hear me? Can you see me? Are we actually live doing a recording? I, I can I can hear you, and Zoom just informed me that this meeting was being recorded. That's new. I do. It really threw me off. <laughs> yeah. I, said it, I spent all that work timing the two recording elements because, you know, now I do both for redundancy, and I had it all set up, and then right. I pressed to start, and then right over me, as I'm trying to talk to you, it's like, there's a lot hard to record there. <laughs> threw me Thanks, way off. Thanks, big sister. Yeah, that, that was inappropriate. <laughs> I prefer I have a, to not I have, know when I'm being recorded. I have a friend that's named Alexa, but then I also just found out I have a professional um, associate named Siri, and I thought, my God, there's only thing worse oh, Lord. than struggling with... Uh, well, actually, every time I say it, my, my uh, echoes here just started to bounce, but um, then you <laughs> say, you know, Siri. What if Siri and Alexa were having a conversation in the same office? The FBI would be so well, frustrated. <laughs> I, I think, generally speaking, people don't actually use their actual names with each other that often. Ah, oh, I do all the time. And full first and last That name. is true, Tom. That is true, Tom. <laughs> Chiaramante. <laughs> <laughs> See? So, uh, so it, it's certainly no uh, secret that it's been a little bit of a gap since our last recording, and that's because pandemic and life and stuff. But here we are. We're gonna do a sexy thigh gap, though, so it's okay. It's, oh, sexy thigh gaps! You just sent me into a special place. Uh, I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. So okay. we're Try. here to talk tonight. We're gonna talk about some stuff and also some things. And I want to get started. I have a question. Do we have a sucking the monkey segment to discuss? Are you sucking any vaguely? Monkeys? I am sucking a monkey. I am it? sucking a. I am having. I was about to tell you. Jeez. <laughs> Don't jump please, the monkey, Tom. Please tell me. <laughs> I'm don't drinking jump the monkey. Cold, don't jump the monkey. I'm drinking some cold brew coffee with a healthy dash of whiskey in it. Nice, my friend. Nice. Yes. So I'm having... I've, I've a, come to love cold brew coffee. Yeah, you know, it's growing on me. It's very expensive for what it is, so it yeah. gave me a little bit of a lag. I just make it at home. How are you? I cold make brewing? it at home with extremely cheap uh, coffee. I <laughs> uh, so, just use a French press. So, in other words, you're just making coffee and then putting ice in it. No, it's different. How? No, this is like we actually we just put coffee and cold water in a French press, leave it overnight in the fridge, then uh -huh. you press it and you have cold oh, no coffee. Yeah, Ooh. it's smooth. It's it's not quite as good, but it's really close to as good. Like I'm, I'm using the try cheapest that. coffee I can get, and it's so much better than when you make it hot. Like wow. this is this coffee's almost undrinkable when it's hot, but as a cold brew method, it's great. And I can just keep it in the fridge. I can have coffee all day. I've been having coffee all day, Tom. So <laughs> <laughs> you 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 may have a hard time reining me in. I was just watching Spider-Man Far From Home with Mateo, and uh, you reminded me of when MJ is like going on and on about the term bow. 
And she's like, also, it's like, it's almost as good as espresso. It's like, oh, you've been drinking espressos, have you? <laughs> she's like, why are we talking about? <laughs> I don't even need those espressos. I like that movie. I know. I had so not I have seen some that questions. for a while. I do have some questions about okay. it. Okay. But, but I will tell you, I'm having, in my um, mucky sunking session here, I'm having some pompamousse. Avec pompamousse. So I took some... Pompamousse? Pompamousse is the fancy... It's what us highfalutin Californians call uh, a grapefruit uh, flavored uh, beverage. So a pompamousse. So I took oh. grapefruit... I think that's uh, what the Canadians call a good time, too. I was going to say... Pompamousse. <laughs> I was pretty sure that entomologically there's some scientists, some scientists way north going, Nope, nope, nope. It's a very specific nope. animal. <laughs> don't pump a moose there <laughs> so That's, um, it's like the the joke what time is it in montana when a sheep gets stuck in a fence oh it's what's mountain the time the mountain time <laughs> so that's disgusting so i'm having pompamousse sparkle waters and i added a pompamousse juice to it to give it a little something something juice yes so that's what I'm nice having. so let's get straight to so the important had, matter like what they had a giant box of pumpkin-themed beer at Costco when I was there, and I was very bummed because I couldn't justify getting it because I don't, like, know anybody that actually drinks beer except me now, yeah. and, like, I can't drink 24 beers that are all pumpkin-flavored. Like, that's over. That's counting. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. need to find the single bottles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I like pumpkin beer, but in moderation. You could do it if you but bought like six other season. six packs or cases of other things and you blended it in, but that's really, let's be realistic. Um, yeah, then I'd be drinking pumpkin beer until New Year's. <laughs> yeah, that would be questionable. You'd be having uh, Arbor Day pump, pumpkin beers. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> Why am I the it's only one? seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> so I have some very important questions for you. Can you, yes. for the 80th time, at least the third time on this show, Explain mm -hmm. to me what the fuck mm -hmm. about the blip, because once again we're watching it and I couldn't make sense of the math. I was the guy. I was the I was the other guy in the school uh, video who was confused. Which is like it's math, and he's staring into space. I still don't get it. I've confused myself. What? I think we so understood it that I now don't understand it. What blip are we talking about? Spider Man or well, MCU? Spider Man? No. Far, oh yes. No. Far from home, they're like the blip, and then they did this fun uh -huh. little exercise where they talked about how everyone was blipped five years ago, and then they came back. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I'm trying to understand. Please refresh my memory. Did, yes. Are so every cast member, every character of any of any import in the Spider-Man movies all blipped, and so they all came back, and so they're all the same age, <laughs> and all the I other people, so. and all the other people. Except for the teacher, they aged up, and so like the dude that was moving on MJ was a mm -hmm. middle schooler or something, or a junior yeah, high he's kid. Like five when years he older than her now, or something. And now, well, no, because now he's current, right? Isn't he her age? Oh yeah, true. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm trying right. to understand. So does that mean that all those so there's all those kids went from whatever it is like eight, nine, ten, eleven, and this is their twelfth year or something. And now all mm -hmm. of these other people came back, and they're folding mm -hmm. back in, and they had to restart the school year. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's that's the that's what I got from it. Yes. 
Okay. They were just gone for five years, and they came back, and all of their classmates had moved on, but they uh. are still back in high school, which would be really disorienting. Well, but it would only be it would be disorienting in the sense that you just got you came into class one day and half the class was different people. Yes, but to yeah, them it's true. <laughs> they there was no time gap, right? They died and came right back. Right. I, yeah, that's true. They don't know that they. So I guess it's just strange in that like all of their friends that they went to school with have moved on now and are right. five years older. Which yeah. you know you're 15 years older than me, so it's that's that's true. Terrible. 15 to 30, <laughs> depending on where you find me in this pandemic. Depending nightmare. on the week, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we've satisfied my questions for now. Thank you so much. And that was a great show. I appreciate oh, everyone for listening in. I, um, <laughs> you can find us. I would I would like to point out to the listeners that asking me for uh, continuity advice regarding comic books or anything that I have to remember things for is not usually the best plan. We often watch things um, and then we go to record and you're like, I don't remember that. I'm like, wait, I, uh, dude, I, I watched that three days ago. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that said, we have some other some other minor topics in the Red Sky Roundup section, which you recall we are transitioning to calling it the or they'll use your bones for tools or will they section. Because once again, the conceit, I don't know why you're even talking about Red Sky Roundup. It's clearly not that. Um so the conceit is we're in bomb shelters or something Cloverfieldish, and yes. does this does this rumor or whatever item it is warrant us opening the door to see if it's real? Okay. Yes. So yes. So I, I wish to start with some trailers. Ho, do you feel me? Okay. Do that. Sure. So the way this yes, is going to work. Fill your trailers. Okay. So since we haven't talked to each other in this format in quite a while, and also you have been traveling. There's a slim chance you've seen all the same things I have, but we're going to try. There is a slim chance, yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, pretend you have, and we'll see if you can fake it. Um, I did will. you watch? Did you watch today's Matrix Resurrections trailer that was released? Yes, I did. How do we feel about this? I think that the de-aged John Wick is an interesting choice for them to make. But Lawrence Fishburne looks surprisingly vital. <laughs> did they de-age him in any of those? Ma no, I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. I was trying to pretend like I'd seen it, Tom. I was oh, keeping I up with the conceit that you told me to keep up with. <laughs> that was pretty conceited. Well, you didn't. You weren't far off. So, um, all right. Well, I'll say that I still tell me about it. I saw the I saw the teaser, but I didn't see the trailer. I didn't go through all the nonsense to get to those teaser images. I was not going to do that. Although a friend of the pod mentioned to me the other day that they also did this with the website on the original Matrix movie. They had to go through oh, a bunch really? of nonsense on some GeoCity site to get to it or whatever. Uh, and nice. so we're going to say it was the same. It was a callback. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate it in that respect then. There's not much to know or to describe because it's a lot of um, it's like the it's like the last season or two of Lost. It looks like uh, he, Keanu is just showing up now. Like we love that he does. Okay. Whether he's a face yes. in a tumbleweed burning on SpongeBob or whether he's doing this, he's just him in the beard it's with the black shirt. Stuff, yeah. Uh huh. And he's just like I don't know. Do you, uh, he's talking to a therapist who's Doogie Hauser. I mean, um, the, uh, Neil Patrick oh. Harris. And oh, I like Neil Patrick Harris. I haven't thought of him as Doogie Howser in like 20 years. He's so not that to me, except Disney Channel is bringing back a new version of that yeah, show. Yeah, what is a... up with that? 
It's that a, looks it's a, absolutely ridiculous. It's a young female um, uh, actor, Hawaiian actor, surfer Hawaiian. Girl? Yes, yes, yes. And she's she's been on other shows. My kids have watched. She's one of the young Disney types. Anyway, the point is that made me think of uh, Doogie Howser, <laughs> which is why I said the thing that I don't care about. Back to Doogie Howser. No, back to Neil Patrick Harris. So he's the therapist and. Keanu Reeves is like, you know, I had a dream, but it wasn't a dream. And then, bleh, and then there was this vomiting of flashback and or recreations of old Matrix imagery. Maybe some de-aging. Okay. Don't know. Then there was a scene of him running into Trinity. Looks like at a bookstore, as older people do. That's the only place we meet people, is bookstores. <laughs> and he's like, do I know you? She's like, have we met before? And he's like, whoa. I, it, like he literally Keanu's it he goes oh, oh like this kind of a dip of his head it was awesome and then the, he says I think he says he's depressed to his his uh, oh and then also then there's um, uh, he's been taking blue pills and he stops taking the pills like he's you know so then it's almost like there's what? some yeah there's some uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind kind of vibe going on he take he stops taking pills and then he meets um, a new it's like the it's like a it's so recursive. Like the girl I can't... with blue hair, right? Yeah, it's so recursive. I have to assume it's all deliberately cycling through all the old stuff. But he meets a Trinity type, but it's not Trinity. It's Jessica Henwick. Hello, with short oh, blue hair. Uh huh. Nice. And she's like, I you like know, her. come, yeah, come with me to the magic glowing door if you want to know what the fuck. And he says, yeah, okay. So he goes, and then he meets, um, and then he meets um, um, Morpheus. And it's and he's like you know whatever it's the usual shit they're kung fu fighting and practicing and the thing is it's so distinct is it's not um, it's not it's not uh, the original actor right they've it's recast oh it's not and it's okay. it's it's uh, what's his name that I like so much um, enough that I don't remember his name but um, from uh, from 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 Watchmen and he plays Black Manta or just Manta depending from Aquaman. Right, that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do like him. Yeah, he's rad, and Can't also so his he's either. right. So uh, he is like playing the new Morpheus, and so oh, of course weird. there's all this fourth wall stuff. Like you're watching this, going, "Am I supposed? Is that supposed to be a different guy, or is it not right. supposed to be a different guy?" And will they, will Keanu, in character as Neo, say that he knows it's not the same? Who knows? Doesn't really matter. Is Keanu Looks, older and Lawrence yeah, yeah. Fishburne's younger now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's very much, it is very much uh, Keanu Reeves and, uh, what's her name, just showing up at their current age, and then there's lots of wire work and some explosions and some stuff. The key point in the trailer that I think you'll appreciate, I love it so much that I screen capped it and I'm putting it in our Robot Kraken page for this episode, is that there's a scene that that they attempted to shoot to show that he is having some ennui and some existential dread. And depression. He's sitting in one of those really modern, weird half an egg bathtubs, okay. hard edged, hard edged concrete bathtubs, up against mm-hmm. a glass curtain wall, looking out over Los Angeles or whatever it is. And he's sitting in okay. it, profile view, staring off into the middle distance, having a having um, a crisis in his mind. And there's a rubber ducky on his head. And I said, "Pause, screen cap. That's all I needed from the movie." Nice. <laughs> That's so I don't know. Fantastic. I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna see the movie, but I know that I got everything I need from that. 
So, so what's your takeaway? <laughs> is it all well? First of all, I'm glad I got to have you describe it to me instead of watching it because I'm I, from what I'm hearing, I understood it better with your description, which is saying <laughs> yeah. a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I never had that much attachment to the Matrix stuff in the first place. Um, I, me neither. I mean, they were fine, but they never did much for me. Hold on, just a second. It's it's me. I I texted you. No, it was Thank me. I, te I texted you. Oh, okay. I texted you the, the hero image I was referring to. I, I usually put you on Don't Wake Me Up, but uh -huh. I, I... This, I this was important, this though. Time. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Did you see it? Yes, I see it, and it's excellent, and I'm glad you And it's exactly what I described. And interrupted my now on the air button. <laughs> well, I texted it before your thing. So, all right, so go oh. ahead. Do your... Do your so, so tell me... Uh, how you were not engaged by the Matrix? Well, so so is there anything like futuristic in the trailer at all, or is it all like modern day stuff? I just saw a lot of like, I saw one of those squid things, and then I also saw some oh, okay. what looked like the dead, dead and rotting harvest cha um, chambers. You know, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I will say this: they didn't give us anything new, and I prefer that. There's this whole recent trend yeah. in some of these trailers where they give us the first act only or the first 20 minutes mm -hmm. and that's that's fine that. i love that because i don't want anything else <laughs> i right? get that yeah that's true you mean if, you give them stuff from it because like i don't like it when yeah. they show the first five minutes of the film like i don't like that either. I don't see but i like when the entirety I just like the entirety of the trailer is all things that happen in the first 20 minutes. So there's yeah, no Yeah, I really spoilers. like that. Yeah. 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 So that's a thing okay. that happened. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Eh, I'll probably watch it when it streams or whatever, but I'm not going to come Same. out of my bunker for it. I mean, are we even allowed to come out of bunkers anyway? I don't know. I watched Candyman in the theater for the first time since uh, you, Halloween. You did. Came out. Yeah. You did. And it then, was super um, weird, dude. And it was super weird. Can I put that in your Rumfield Rum Rum Rumfield recommendations? The hell yes, I, I will say? talk about it during that. Actually, okay. that was my my planned okay. one for that. But it tell me about down. the experience of going. <laughs> I will during my recommendation. Fine then. So <laughs> we're talking about trailers right now, Tom. We have to stay on topic. <laughs> I I totally didn't see a trailer for that. And also, isn't the same guy in that or no? Is he not? Are we talking about the Matrix? Yeah. Who's or in Candyman? Do you mean Candyman? Oh, Candyman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tony Todd is in it, but in a, a different... Like, this is a sequel that takes place 30 years after the first movie. It will not surprise you that I didn't see the original. <laughs> no, it does not surprise me. Have you seen Monster yeah. Squad? <laughs> you know I haven't. And you've, and you've lambasted <laughs> me multiple times about it. <laughs> I was going to send you a joke today, but I couldn't remember if you'd actually watched it or not. So I guess it's a good I, thing I didn't send you the joke. I'm pretty <sighs> sure that it wouldn't have mattered. In the sense it, that it's a I very specific reference to it. Oh. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess that makes sense. All right. Well, anyway, it, it would does. be like me sending you some sort of labyrinth related thing. And you're like, oh, I don't know what that is. I fully understand. <laughs> what I was referring to is does not that guy to do with your dog. Correct. Uh, and it did. But also what I was referring to was not the original guy from Candyman, but Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, 
who is the guy who plays Morpheus is Oh, is it? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh man, he's 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 ripped and sexy in candy, man. Yes, sir. Do you see how I brought all those things together? Things that yeah, you and I both love and that. don't love and that were related. It's very good, right? Synergy. Synergy. So I also went to the, the name theater of a character once. from the Matrix. Probably. <laughs> I went to the theater once. I took the family to Black Widow. It did not go well. But also, oh, I also um, <laughs> was the guy when Matrix came out that was bitching and moaning to people that I was a real old school cyberpunk fan and this was just ripping off a lot of cyberpunk shit and not crediting <laughs> it and I was disappointed. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. I bet if Devin were here, he'd be like, well, I was the guy that, would, that was yeah. like <laughs> irritated at people who claimed to be cyberpunk fans who didn't even get it because... <laughs> You see what I mean? Because he's old school too. So the other another trailer that I wanted to ask you about, did you see the Asimov's Foundation trailer? No. Is it okay, about that's... architecture? Sure. Is it like it's... a training video for science fiction architecture? It might be. Because I didn't read the Foundation series. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> my my the sum the sum of my experience in our recording is coming to the realization that I haven't seen or experienced most content that you'd think I would have at this point. <laughs> I still haven't seen 2001, and I said I was oh. going to watch it last time we were on the air, so, you know. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I read I'm this sorry, whole... it just looks so boring. <laughs> Related to that, I saw this thing that recently, actually today on Twitter, where someone was bringing up um, some comments that were posted, pulled from a magazine or an article at the time, that Ursula Le Guin mm -hmm. was shitting all over 2001 and saying how, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, monkey, monkey smashing a bone, it, the first monkey to commit murder, and wow, how great it is, and so weapons, and you throw the bone, and you seed, you seed space with your big, with your, with, with the seed of human violence, and then now there's a big giant baby in space that's a boy, of course it is, and it doesn't have a womb, and there's no, and so we've seen this before, this is stupid. How come we never talk about the containers for the things, just the things themselves? And they called it, um, they called it like uh, containment evolution theory or something. <laughs> and it spun okay. off into this whole other thing. And I was absolutely fascinated. That but that's all I got because bizarre. it was Twitter. I saw one little thing and that was it. And I said, I should probably look that up one day. And I didn't. Yeah, people don't didn't speak in tweets back in the day. They so sure didn't. Their context. <laughs> yes, the tweet of Ursula Le Guin's uh, transcription yeah. was like, "I Ursula Le Guin dot dot dot." <laughs> so, She's so like, my name is too long for Twitter. That's right. So, Foundation. I didn't read the books, but I can tell you it's on Apple TV, and they put a bunch of money at it, oh. and it looks really cool, and it has. Um, it's a whole night we're rough it's a whole night of what's his names and what's her names and what's her faces and and those guys it has science fiction-y right yes it has the guy that you like from Pushing Daisies that I like as oh. Ronan the Accuser what's his name Lee Pace that's the guy I meant to say I love so Lee he's Pace. in it and then there are also people oh. who are not Lee Pace they're also in it and it looks very. There are no people that aren't Leepicaius. In in some ways, existentially, we are all, and are all not. We are all, at the end of the day. We are all. So anyway, the pie maker. It looks it looks extraordinary, and I hope it is. Huh. Um, it so is it science same... fictiony? Oh, very. It's like a future society okay. where. It's like a, it almost seems like there's some Kryptonian shit going on, like society's collapsing and. 
and they won't listen, or I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it has the same visual quality. Has the same visual quality as what we've seen out of the trailers for Dune. So, oh, right on. Sure. Um, Dune. Did you see the trailer for Red Notice? Do you know what Red Notice? I don't Notice even know is? what that is. I've never even I heard s- of it. There was some bullshit uh, marketing blips that Dwayne Johnson was throwing out there here and there about a James Bond type spy thing that he was doing with um, uh, with uh, what's his name? Deadpool. God damn it, Tom. Oh, Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Interesting. Or Gadot. Oh, really? Or is it Gadot? Or Gadot? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. And, and, uh, and so, you know, she's in a red dress and they're in tuxedos and it's like, yeah, we're, we're spies, but also it's insane. And so then the trailer finally came out um, and it's that. And here's the thing. Ghosts? Really? That sounds I, fun. But also, it's on Netflix. And it's the first of a oh, few weird. on my list that I have a question. How is this on Netflix? Okay. Like I That's know bizarre. Netflix, yeah, how... I know all these guys are going big to buy these pro- pro- these productions, but doesn't that Good seem Lord, like a movie a... that would have been in the theaters no matter what? Yeah, that's a lot of money they threw at that for just the just purely star power there, just the wardrobe I... bill alone, yeah. <laughs> the dress alone is wow. probably more. Des- definitely that dress <laughs> is worth more than the actual operating profit, slim profits because they haven't had any in whatever, however many years, right? Netflix is running a loss. So, so bizarre. So I, I think huh. I remember them saying that this was made by Netflix, like they commissioned it, the pitch, but I don't know if that's true or if hmm. it was made and and they bought the rights. I don't know. But right. it's con- it's confusing. Yeah. There hmm. it is. I'll watch did, it. I'm all in on see, that. Sure. Did you see the trailer for, or like the latest full-on trailer for The Eternals? Oh, I have not. Okay, I tried to resist, and then I gave up, and I watched it. And the costume. Now wait a minute. Becoming... Is... Yeah. The Eternals is that yeah. the the Marvel one? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm on with you now. So I've not seen it, but. Yeah. So they're slightly more colorful than last time, as we had hoped. Um, there's okay. more of them, and you kind of get bits and pieces. Um, there's I don't know. They're still not showing you a lot. There's some disturbing. So they decided to make the trailer actually look like a comic book movie, or <laughs> no? And oh, okay. N- no, and also the um, it's just less static. There's more action in this one. Okay. But okay. what's disturbing is that the force that's coming that they were supposed to that the celestials left them on Earth to protect society from is mm-hmm. they look like something that uh was cooked up in prometheus like it's not even oh, man. they look like big white white gruesome teethy things and i'm really hoping this is my 20 minute thing right but this is just interesting this is like yeah thanos's four-armed attack dogs like this is not the movie so i'm hoping that's right. what this is because it was incredibly underwhelming but given the amount of hmm. star power and the who's involved and all the other stuff i'm really hoping it's good yeah, yeah, that's. I I love the cast so much on it, and yet I have absolutely no interest in seeing it, and so I'm hoping they turn me around on that. I keep saying uh, to you and to others that I feel the same way I felt about the original Guardians, where I was like, "Why is this happening? And why would anybody care?" The only problem is, while this one also has a pedigree and behind the camera, uh, 
what we know of James Gunn, it's sort of like, well, yeah. that that convinced us now that they could do whatever he could do whatever and make yeah. whatever, uh, and we're going to enjoy it theoretically. And <laughs> I don't have that's not something that's earned by this um, production. This is a right. another indie or independent filmmaker brought in and doing a huge Marvel movie, and there isn't that expectation that it's going to be wacky. And therefore, it's going to be interesting. This looks like it's very serious. Yeah, it looks very dour. And there's no question it's going to be difficult to start over and build another Avengers-y, Avengers-y you know, group of nobodies and and generate interest in them. It's hard to, mm. you know, have that lightning strike. But we've talked before. It's like, or how about you just give them big Kirby costumes? Right. Yeah. But go they, all they, in if you're going. But they were afraid, and frankly, I haven't seen Shang Chi yet or Shang Chi. But I have to say, as much as I appreciate the fact that we don't have a Bruce Lee ripoff, bare bare chested scenario going on, mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed that everyone has very tightly wound, laced up, ribbed, dark textured uh, tunics again. again. Yeah. Yeah, the costumes like just, are underwhelming. It looks amazing, and I've heard really good things about it, but correct. the costume, are, yeah, it just, there's no sense of fun and excitement to it. However, then you see the... Costume-wise. Correct, I was going to say, because then you see the in the first trailer <laughs> where he's beating up people on the bus, uh, yeah. and you're like, oh, hello. And or like when Aquafina yeah. steals the entire thing by saying, like, oh, you took your shirt off? Yeah, where's your, your shirt? shirt? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm sold. Um, yeah, it looks really fun. I only have two other quick ones I want to mention. Uh, there's a movie by Edgar Wright called Last Night in Soho that's It looks out. so good. Oof. Oh, I'm so excited about that movie. Yes, and so uh, anything where... And uh, by the way, this is one where I got about a minute into the trailer and stopped it. I just like, nope, no more. Uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't I did matter. the same. Yeah, yeah. I only watched maybe, maybe 45 seconds of it, and I was like, no, I don't want to see any more of this because... I'm all in. Yeah, I've already left my bunker. Then I came back to my bunk yes. in the Firefly style. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. It's like we went out and grabbed a thing and brought it back and then wondered, wait, did we can just contaminate our shit? Um, Perfect. No. <laughs> or the, well, and also, Anna Taylor-Joy is turning. It's She's evolving strange as she ages, I think, in the mm-hmm. sense that it's kind of like the Christina Ricci thing. She had such a, a such a specific look when she was younger, and as mm-hmm. she's matured into adulthood, her proportions are t- changing. And I remember mm-hmm. feeling the same way about Christina Ricci, where I'm like, I haven't yet s- settled on accepting the adult. Where she kind of looks like she might be an alien of some sort. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But it, but a but a pretty one, an interesting one. Well, yeah, but just certainly a watchable happening. alien. But, an but alien I will say that. Us. Extremely watchable, like she's catches your eye. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so different looking than she used to look. Yeah, Yeah, I even watched uh, New Mutants for the first time just recently, and even just between that and The Witch, it was very different to see how much she has changed. Will you um, be talking about New Mutants? Is that on your list? I mean, I can. I well, it was long enough ago that I couldn't remember if I talked about it or not. Was it something you would recommend? I was. It was something I'm glad I watched, but I don't know if I would watch again. <laughs> I do want to see it. I remember Blake was outraged by it. Um, but it even, is something even her... that yeah. is a lot of missed opportunities. 
Oh, you know how I feel about those. Yeah. I don't like them. Uh, so, but like even her chest, her chest show, it was, I was having trouble the first episode that I saw before I stopped watching it. Um, I had trouble. <laughs> well, I'm a sorry. I man. thought you said, I, I thought you said chest shell. And <laughs> oh. I was very confused for a minute there. <laughs> That's not this kind of, this is not that kind of podcast. She is a, she is some sort of alien if she has a chest shell that's evolving. <laughs> I have to tell you, Chris, I know that mm-hmm. you didn't get the highfalutin learning that I got out here in California, but we all have a chest shell. Oh my gosh. And if you don't have one, it explains many things. They, they took away uh, our guns. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a chest shell, it explains why you can eat so many more donuts than I can. <laughs> Nothing's holding your organs in. Just um, blurping out. <laughs> my 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 takeaway on that that first episode I watched was like I'm digging the setting and the, the historical context and the type of story mm-hmm. they're telling, but I can't stop checking out the fact that I feel like it's almost gonna be a Mars Attacks thing where her face is gonna <laughs> peel off and she's gonna right? go, ah, 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 you know. Yeah, she absolutely looks like she belongs in a Tim Burton movie. I feel like we're shitting on Anna Taylor Joy. We certainly aren't, because also what have we? No, done? I love her, and I think okay. she's excellent. But she's just very unique. There you go. So the last one I want to mention is "Don't Look Up." Have you heard of it? Up. Don't look up. So it sounds super this, familiar to me. This is something I read about in like trade mags, like Deadline or something, and I never saw anything showing that it was really happening until now. <laughs> finally, there's a trailer, and it's real, and it's everything I had hoped for. It's it's Leo DiCaprio. And, um, oh boy, what's her name? Mystique. Um, Rebecca Romaine? No, the other one, the real one, the better one. Um, <laughs> real one. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. God, it's going to be this the whole time, Chris. I, I know don't it have is. any recall. I'm that so tired. That one person. <laughs> that one person. Okay, so it's Leo DiCaprio and her as two befuddled, okay. befuddled and nerdy and frustrated scientists trying to convince the world that a meteor is coming to take out the planet. And they're faced with mockery and condescension, you know. Um, is this one of those where they take their glasses off and suddenly they're the hot girls? Too, I don't think so. It doesn't look like time. it. It doesn't look like it. After this, or when our our notes come out and I have all my links, you got to watch the trailer because okay, just its its framework is the first thirty seconds of the trailer. So our um, Leo DiCaprio in you know he's kind of got a paunch and a beard and he's wearing brown and a blazer and he's in a bathroom trying to hype get his hyperventilating under control okay before going to talk to the president i assume it's just that just him in a bathroom going like (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) like oh man that guy's that guy's made so many great choices and after you know no yeah so uh did you see the the trailer for uh wheel of time Uh aha i did in fact um, it looks interesting. I, I, I've never read those books. Me neither. But it looks watchable. So, it's a world where there's magic, but it's it's like a Game of Thrones world, fantasy world, but the magic users are all witches. Is that right? Awesome. I, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I have the first, like, four books, and I've never read them. Aha. I felt, watching that trailer, like we've talked about before, where it feels like we slipped through a multi like a dimensional shift and we're watching some big project that in that world's continuity, everyone knows what it is, but you're like, what? 
That's how I felt watching that trailer. Like, I knew, I heard about Wheel of Time so much growing up, but I have n never picked up the books. And it's presented in such a regal, you know, big spectacular fashion. Like, we should just, you know, oh my god, it's finally here. And I'm like, wow, it's really weird. Some soap opera yeah, stars are standing is. around. It's, it really does feel like it's, yeah, it's like... If Lord of the Rings came out, but you had no idea what the Lord of the Rings was from the and all the actors of a lot different. of other people, yeah, right. and you're like, uh, I, should I know what this is? Should I be excited about this? Because I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, stoked on that. Oh no, I got two more we got to talk about. I'm sorry. Um, the Last Duel finally got a trailer. It's another one that like Deadline reported on 50 times before we saw any evidence of it being real. Did you see that trailer? I'm not even sure I know what that is. So the last duel, I swear to you, it sounds like a project from like 2003 in development hell. <laughs> it's it's a knight templar, I think, comes back Oops. from the crusades and finds out that his best friend is with his wife. They thought he was dead, and so he challenges his best friend to a duel over her or something. And it has the one knight is 5,000 pounds of meat, Adam Driver. And the okay. other knight is Matt Damon. <laughs> and what? I forget who the, 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 uh, the wife is. And then there's this is the 2003 problem or the late 90s problem. Uh, ben Affleck is like a noble or something that's dictating oh, the terms weird. of the duel in like a jousting sort of environment and he's got like short bleached hair and I hear a whole lot of not English accents. So oh, that's very strange. I'm very concerned because hi there. I'm very concerned because uh, by the way, my daughter wears that shirt that you gave me. She wears it at least three days a week. It's part of her. <laughs> that's awesome. What size goth, did she have? Cause I have like a whole goth middle schooler. Here. She's goth middle some, schooler. Some backups. Okay. Yeah, she gets I don't know. on one of them or something. She has the one you sent me as part of your awesome Kickstarter. But anyway, she wears it three days a week because it's part of her middle school goth ensemble. That's awesome. Um, you and That's I look at that and say, yeah, you and I look at that and say, it's a tiki skull. It's hilarious and it's referential to so many things we love. And she's like, skull black. I love it. You know. <laughs> so anyway, the, the last duel. That's another one you're going to have to uh, watch the yeah. trailer for. And then you will remember this conversation. You will say to yourself, self, that Tom's right. What the fuck? Casting. Yeah, that and sounds then, really odd. And then the last thing I guess I would I would mention quickly is um, uh, the final, once again, Deadline talked about it for a long time, final evidence that it exists, they came out with a Why the Last Man trailer. Oh, I did see that, yeah. Which is a series, I guess. Yeah, I, didn't read that I book. like, Lindsay loves that comic book. I bet. Um, I... I like it. I don't love it. Um, it's one of those where I think the story's really solid, but it's also like as a TV adaptation, I feel like it's sort of better as a comic. Like it's so, almost been there, done that as far as TV is concerned. Right. It, it, it does feel. A, the, yeah. Yeah. The trailer had a very like Walking Dead feel to it to me. I was going to say that between Pandemic and Walking Dead, it feels so derivative, which is unfair yeah. given how old that comic is. Right. Absolutely. And that is definitely, like, the problem as far as that's concerned. And the fact that but... they don't... Well, okay, so my concern was 
it was going to be very hard for them to make believable the conceit that all males would immediately drop dead and mm-hmm. all the females would instantly be that you know just, just instant drop dead it's sort of like the whole thing of where do the bodies go problem right yeah so in the trailer it wasn't necessarily convincing that it's instantly everybody just had a nosebleed and died and they just hit the ground running but they did give a, at least give us a sense that um as i as i would hope it's complicated it's not women mm-hmm. rise up and, and run the world it's factions and infighting and intrigue and politics and societal challenges anyway yeah just a different yeah i i I think the comic's great um and yorick as a character why is Mm -hmm. really great i love his character in it um and a lot of the like the the twists in it are really solid so i'm looking forward to it if only because like you you haven't read the comic and so i think that this will appeal to you in a way that like you'll be like oh i wish i read the comic <laughs> yeah for sure i did like that there was one shot i didn't realize it until the second time i watched the trailer where there's a top-down shot and it's it's a you know it's the, the street full of cars that are all crushed together because everybody disappeared or died or whatever oh that's the other thing it feels derivative to is the infinity the the, the blip right it has a right, strong blip right. walking dead vibe but anyway, it's like a top-down view of the street and all the cars are crushed and it's just desolation. And in that view, I only realized it the second time that it was a Y-shaped intersection. And I said, oh, I see oh, what you did. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Those are some things. Um, there are some Marvel things. I want to briefly mention that uh, Thor for Love and Thunder is done filming, I believe. Oh. Wow. In the time, because our notes run, these notes run long based on when we get to record and we pick either randomly or selectively from things. And so <laughs> right. every time we go to start recording, I trim out all the stuff that's, oh, those are out now. <laughs> like that, those rumors, <laughs> they're not rumors because the movie's out. Suicide Squad yeah. rumors, I, I went ahead and chopped those. Um, <laughs> but we've now seen the image of Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. And he looks oh he looks eerily like death from uh, Bill and Ted's, which is strange. Um, That's great. And actually, I saw what he looks like in the comics, and I saw the artist. Uh, I think it's Goran. Is it Goran? I forget the artist that designed him, but it's actually not far off. But in the comics, he's got some black and some other little elements to his wispy white look, but he doesn't. Okay. It's not terribly far off from what the comics look like. However, it's just really striking because it's those photos where he's like standing with a bunch of set people, and it just looks like Death is there. Okay. Um, and then, but Death within white robes. Also, uh, sounds like uh, Jeff Goldblum's coming back as the Grandmaster again somehow, and I'm all 100 percent for uh, that. Yeah. Russell Crowe, we know is as Zeus, but we don't know the scale of his involvement and I think it's pretty likely that it's small given he's been yapping to the press about being in the movie so therefore he must not have much to do with it and they're just letting him hmm. decoy um, and then uh, finally we had read about the fact that um, supposedly Natalie Portman was bulking up for the role and working mm-hmm. out because she's going to be Thor well some some uh, some drone photos or whatever were captured and released on whatever Twitter 
and it looks crazy. It looks oh, like yeah? one of them where she's masked. It just, I mean, it just kind of looks like your your um, your uh, workout instructor is coming to join you on a session. You know, just <laughs> a, a ripped, a ripped, strong, athletic woman. But then there's another one where it's you see her face and hair, and then she's standing in very much the kind of outfit that Thor would be in, like a kind of a loose t-shirt and jeans. And she's okay. got these giant guns sticking out, and you're like, what the? And then it's just to look like a Photoshop, you know, like someone Photoshopped How her odd. face onto it. So, anyway, I'm so into that. I don't care what yeah. they do. It's Taiko Ideen, yeah. but, but. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited about, like, everything that's going on there, even though I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I mean, it's just so trippy. Um and I also uh, I also think that um, what I'm looking forward to is that how does he how does he outdo Ragnarok without absurdly outdoing Ragnarok? Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, for real. Because he he's not the kind of guy to just you know bigger, worse, more intense, more ludicrous version mm-hmm. of what I already did kind of thing. He's gonna have. I mean, Ragnarok has a lot of emotional resonance. I mean, I've watched it now many yeah. times. Yeah. It's Mateo and my, I think, both of our favorite, um, probably our favorite to watch, movie to watch um, together. And It's very rewatchable, too, which is one of the things I really like about it. It really is. It doesn't ever get old. Even the stuff that you're mm-hmm. infinitely familiar with. It's like any of those real classic films that we loved yeah. since we were kids, right? Yeah. Um, so, one other thing I was going to mention was we saw lots of, because I'm just going down this list here. Um, skipping a lot, but one of the things we we saw a lot of were training montages of Oscar Isaac's training for Moon Knight and doing a lot of knife work. Well, there's oh, finally cool. um, there was finally a set photo that was leaked, and it showed what the Moon Knight costume, or at least one of the Moonlight costumes, looks like. Oh, and really? and as a as a as you know, a diehard Moon Knight fan that has to admit there's a lot of problematic Moon Knight stuff out there, but I irrationally mm-hmm. love Moon Knight. I knew that I was likely to be disappointed because I wouldn't get the all-white Moon Knight that I've always imagined he should be. You and I have talked right. about this. He's either black and silver, or he's black and white, or he's something, but he's not really all-white. But I've always wanted him to be all-white. Anyway, the point is, um, he's gray. Oh, and, okay. And textured and weird and leaning hard into Egyptian imagery. And I'm 100% oh, down for it. It's almost hmm. like they're pulling imagery from mum- mummies. Like there's 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 wrappings and there's armor Interesting. and there's anyway you anyway hmm. you, you you you'll see it. Um, I think you'll 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 come across it and you'll see what I mean. You'll see it and you'll see what I mean and you'll love it. Okay, you're gonna say Tom's okay. right. Um, <laughs> I feel like we should be fair and offer some detective comics comics news, um, but I don't know what to say because <coughs> I'm bored of all of they- it. Do they still make comics? No. But it's Detective Comics, <laughs> Comics News. So, one thing, Shazam 2, I only want to bring this up because I wanted to mention that the costumes, they did a shot of his little Shazam Scooby gang, whatever they are, his brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah. And they have much better costumes than the end of the first movie. They, they're designed <laughs> They're designed so they're actually rad-looking costumes, whereas at the end of the That's first cool. movie, it was very much an afterthought. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the Mary Marvel pinup fans will be pleased to see that there's a much more there's a lot more zest in the way she that costume <laughs> is resolved. Nice. Also, uh, the main villain will be Hespera, the daughter of Atlas, played by Helen Mirren. 
your number oh, one go to really? for villains in a superhero movie. That's bizarre. Hmm. Right. right. So, but hmm. I think you know, I don't know. It might be good. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm down with that. Um 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 um. I will say briefly one other thing, which is that um, I have not watched Superman and Lois, but uh, no, nor have I. I have no. I I've just given up. I've happily will admit I have no interest in the CW style uh, shows. I just don't care. But I will say, as much as sometimes he doesn't look right to me, because Tyler, mm-hmm. is his name Tyler, Hawkland maybe. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he he has um, a lot of five o'clock shadow and deeper yeah. set eyes. He does. He there's some weird vibe to his face that doesn't look right immediately. The first images I saw of him in a Superman costume, he looked like someone was dressing up as Superman, mm-hmm. like in a in a Halloween environment. That said, I have heard many times from many sources that he is like the best Superman since Christopher Reeve. If not better. That's what I've heard, like personality wise and like the character, the way he's written is like the best Superman representation that yeah. you'll see in and that he owns days. it. You actually yeah. accept him as the character. And if that's true, I think that says a ton. And I think it could be argued that even though we're fairly accustomed to um, Muscles McGee, um, reloading <laughs> Muscles McGee as the Man of Steel in the DC movies, um, that's not exactly what Superman ever looked like for, I mean, except for windows of time in the comics when everyone was too bulky. You know, he's right. much more muscular than Superman ever was in a lot of the continuity, but we've accepted it. So maybe mm-hmm. you watch that show and over time you accept the way um, the darkness in Tyler's face and how it mm-hmm. is different than what our, I don't know, our, our conceptions of that character is, I guess. I don't know. Darkness is not the word I'm looking for, not skin tone but just sort of the deeper set eyes the dark hair there's something the the beard it's really offsetting to see him with a beard honestly yeah it's very strange to have somebody that is superman and they've like done entire like segments of comics on how he cuts his hair because (laughs) to (laughs) lasers in the mirror yeah yeah, yeah, and I think the last thing I would mention on DC is that they have confirmed that they have greenlit a League of Super Pets film, and there are a million big name names voicing characters in that. And okay. If it's, and if it's weird, I'm going to be so down with that. And if it's mm-hmm. not weird, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a missed opportunity. It's like a 1980s Milo and Otis movie or something that's just super boring. 100%. Um, so, uh, maybe a couple things on a Star Wars section. One, uh, in the in the ongoing Kenobi filming, which we know has wrapped, um, apparently mm-hmm. Indira Varma is, has a, plays a major role in that. That's an actress that was the mother of the Sand Sisters in Game of Thrones. She's a very... Oh, uh, yeah. Very like striking um actress i think that's going to be mm-hmm. interesting uh yeah. once again once again sand um yeah really <coughs> and you know there's lots of increased scuttlebutt suggesting that lars mickelson was actually cast as thrawn having voiced him in the oh, really in rebels you remember who mm-hmm. lars mickelson is 
And then... Yeah. I remember I told you before that I was convinced he was Russian because he did such a good job on House of Cards. As, yeah. as Putin. As, like, the Putin guy. And then also um, uh, Mina Masood, who's the kid who played Aladdin in the live-action remake from Disney, mm-hmm. um, is supposedly cast as Ezra. And there's no official word that they're even in anything. Hmm. I mean, who's to say? Are they part of the Ahsoka series? Are they something else? Right. But, but, but. Um, Interesting. There's enough stuff coming from different places that sounds like it might be real. So hmm. it is. I'm or is really it? down with both of those, honestly. That's interesting. All right. So, and then the last thing I'll tell you hmm. in the Star Wars news was something that I found on Twitter, which I think you'll appreciate. It says, one thing the Mandalorian has made clear is that Yoda wasn't on Dagobah for any mystical force reasons. He was there because it was a literal smorgasbord for him. He was mm-hmm. the apex predator in that bog. Everything for miles around was probably terrified of him. Every food chain ended in Yoda, and his death came as a huge relief to the entire ecosystem. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I think that's pretty amazing. Hot yeah, take. that's great. A hot take about Yoda. Um, and maybe just a couple quick things on the MISC section. Uh, they are going to make a sequel to The the Accountant, which seems odd. Did you see hmm. The Accountant? No, I haven't. I, I would like to see it, but I haven't. I have it, but I've never seen it. Seems like an odd <laughs> movie to make a sequel on. It does. And it's going to have Ben Affleck and John Bernthal in it. Yeah. How odd. Okay. That's very weird. Um, yeah. in, news that, in news that Blake and I have, have mumbled about for quite a while, Amazon is has moved forward and begun photography on their adaptation of the Neil Stevenson book, The Peripheral, which hmm. he and I both love. Uh, Jack Rayner's in it. Chloe Grace Moretz and Gary oh. Carr are in it. She's starting to bug me a little bit, so that's not super yeah. funny to me. But nonetheless, I'm excited it's happening. I um, like her, but I've only seen her in like three things. So, Did you know that... Christina Ricci was cast in the Matrix 4? Did you know that? I did not. I didn't even know the Matrix 4 was happening until they released the teaser. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, now you know more more than one thing. Did you know yes. that our 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 best western friend uh Christopher Christopher uh he, 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 mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones has joined Witcher yes. season 2? Did oh, really? Oh, I'm yes. all in on that. That's excellent. I am 100% down with that. Because yeah. if there's one thing that's going to make Witcher better, it's more of him, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So I, I would, thing. I would trade, I would just watch him and uh, Rumbleface wander around for seven episodes. One hundred percent, and and more of the grunting, and uh, let's just not let's keep with mm-hmm. it. Oh, and, you know, the last thing I wanted to say was, um, you know, Cowboy Bebop. They finally came out with. Um, evidence of the rem- the live action series based on that anime. I knew that was this happening because I good. We talked about this offline because I follow the actress that's in it, and I was wondering when they were going to get around to releasing this. Because when were the fan fanboys going to freak out? Um, right. Because she's not, and it and that's exactly what a lot of the comments were: is why is she not six feet tall, double D with yeah. latex shorts on? And she's like, "Yep, yeah. sorry." <laughs> Yeah, so, anyway. that's such a nonsense thing to complain about. I think Joe looks great. I'm I'm really impressed with how good he looks for it. I think everything looks very styled and deliberate. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of a hint of not having enough budget for what it wants to be, maybe. But I'm not positive. 
Um, I'm excited to yeah. see it. Because I only drew some of those characters as commissions and things, including her character, mm -hmm. but I've never actually watched the anime. Um, but I love I it haven't... because they are against type for what the anime did, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Just watched like it, I'm... like, yeah. way back in the day, and I don't really remember much about it, but I think I would like it more now than I did at the time. I'm, I'm still one of those six people that defends the Ghost in Shell live-action movie and being happy enough with Scarlett mm -hmm. Johansson in it. Like, I don't care. Just make it yeah. interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah. And now, for a casually inserted commercial for the buying of products. Hey, this is Tom from Wrong Rocket. Now look, it's been a convention desert out there, if you will, during the pandemic. And for many of our listeners, we haven't seen you in person at a show in almost two years, which is almost unfathomable. I mean, we miss seeing you and talking nerd stuff and providing you various and sundry items to buy at our tables and our booths. But our return to in-person exhibiting is a slow crawl. For me, at Wrong Rocket, in-person events will be pushed out to 2022, though I have four shows in the pipeline, fingers crossed. However, for Chris at Deeply Dapper and or Tabletops and Tentacles and or Deeply Dapper Delights, the good news is that if you are in the Salt Lake City area, Fan X is this weekend, and he will be exhibiting there, which will be his second show of 2021. You can find him there at table 743. That's 743. From this upcoming September 16th through the 18th. And he will have many of his usual goods, plus his new line of freeze-dried candies. And because of the mask situation, you could easily... I don't know, stuff an entire bag of those in your mouth and no one would even know. So go check him out if you're in the area and make sure to tell him you heard about it on the podcast. For me, you can find me at wrongrocket.com. And while the site is pretty sparse currently, you've seen me at shows, probably. And, you know, I have over 700 prints, not only at 11 by 17, but 20 by 30 posters and now 5 by 7 postcards as well, plus art books and commission slots and so on. Take a peek at the site, and you could pretend we are face to socially distance faced at a con, as you are, you know, rifling through my tall stacks of prints looking for that random thing that only you would want. Slimer Crosswood Dupe, I've got it. Sam the Space Chimp, but as a Cold War spy, got it. Speed Racer, but just Trixie and Chim Chim and not actually Speed Racer, I've got that too. Plus, some of the more current fandoms are in my collection, many of which have been created in these dark days of COVID and have yet to be seen in the harsh light of a con floor, such as Wonder Woman in the golden winged armor from Wonder Woman 84, which I loved. Well, the armor, anyway. And to the Mandalorian and the sadly atomized Razor Crest. Uh, to one of my more recent pieces, Captain Carter from What If. Uh, obviously, the vast majority of my stuff isn't on the site. If you've seen art at the shows, then you know um, there's much more there than you'll see online. However, if you've seen these pieces at the shows and there are some that you wish you got, or even if you have just subject matter you're looking for, reach out to me through the site, okay? Through Instagram, I'm at wrongrocket. Hopefully you're following. Or even just email me at minder at wrongrocket.com and I'll get you taken care of. And during these difficult times, if you mention you know me from prior shows or you heard this through the pod, let me know, and I'll waive your shipping charges in the continental U.S., even on posters, art books, and so on. So hope to hear from you. Hope you get to see Chris at FanX this weekend, and I hope to see you at a show next year for sure. Okay, back to the episode. 
Back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, all right then, well, how about this? How about we just say, okay, a whole lot of other things happened and it's time for our m -m -m main event. And that is, we're gonna do a robot review. Are we not? Yeah, so, I think so. Um, I think we're gonna talk a little bit about two subjects today, right? Um, we wanted to talk about uh, the Suicide Squad, not to be confused with Suicide Squad. And then we also wanted to wrap up talking about Loki because we had been talking about Loki and now we can talk some more about Loki. I think mm -hmm. we should do that first, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So I think when we last, we last talked, um, they had been at the end of time. They uh, He had met all of his other Loki selves, got the mm -hmm. band together. We got all those amazing, amazing things like uh, uh, Richard E. Grant in the costume. <laughs> yeah. And and how tragic to find out last week that his wife died. I mean, it's just like Yeah, that sucks. He was having this moment. Now granted, that's the outsider's interpretation of of events. She didn't die mm -hmm. randomly. She was sick. So it's not like so he was yeah. he he had that sadness this whole time. But it's just I feel so bad, but at the same time I was just so thrilled with what he did. But anyway, yeah. they defeated the Lost Smoke Monster and yes. then there was the Game of Thrones castle, and then they proceeded. Mm -hmm. And then we got the finale, right? Yeah. All right. All right, and so that's what we're here to talk about. So, finale. So the finale was, um, what's his name from Lovecraft Country? Who I really like. Doing a, yeah, doing a, doing a uh, one-man play, mm -hmm. and we all got to watch it, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. How exactly. awesome was that? <laughs> I loved it, the, it. The strangest choice as far as like a personality for Kang is concerned, but I really I loved it. I really digged it. <laughs> but he wasn't Kang, right? Yeah. He was a, well, he was a version of that yeah. guy. But but I know what you mean. The the version that we are presented with first is mm -hmm. this. But also, it was a more complex and interesting and subversive villain take than the other leading brand seems to ever be able to generate. Yeah. Marvel has made a number of very interesting villains, a small number, but now we have their previous best villain sitting there, list, kind of dumbfounded, watching the theatrics of the new next <laughs> amazing one. My only yeah, fear exactly. is that my only fear is that the future, the Kang that we're going to see in, in the next season, and possibly mm -hmm. in other movies, is going to be less... Oh, yeah. He's definitely in other movies, right? He's maybe in Doctor I, Strange 2. Yeah, he, supposedly he's going to. No, no. Yeah. He's in uh, Ant-Man Quantumania. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, I hope we don't lose this random stuff. I hope that's not the only time we see this version of that entity. Yeah, I'm worried because when they cut to the new version of it where they, they show him as the Time Lord or whatever it is and he looks like traditional Kang, I'm hoping it's still the same personality and not like serious Marvel hero King or whatever. Or there will be him because they've already done on season one multiple Lokis. Hopefully yeah, we get multiple Kangs, Immortuses, Man Beyond cool. Times or whatever. Um, but, I mean, how fascinating. And there are a lot of people that were complaining about that scene. 11 minutes of the guy doing... Mm -hmm. um, what is the one of the things that I read? Like, 11 minutes of of high school 
uh, theatrical audition or something like that. <laughs> but I loved it so much. And I, I just also too. loved... And they have a really great costumer on that show. And I was yes, reading an, an interview with her, and she was talking about all the things that they did to put together the style for what he would be like. Going mm-hmm. for the space pajamas. And you're like, this guy <laughs> has lived it all. He could do anything at any time and whatever else. And he is just... He is Howard Hughesing it. And that's mm-hmm. why he's wearing, like, slippers or waraches and, like, silk pajamas. But then he has the long robes. And it just... It was so inspired in its yeah. underwhelming presentation. And I thought that was really fun. Yeah, I love that it wasn't just the same blowhard, generic, oh, I know everything. And, yeah, I just think it was such a nice change from what it could have been if it had been almost any other series. Um, how did you find... Um, how did you find Sylvie's choice to kill him versus Loki <laughs> at that moment and the way that that whole thing played out. Did you feel that was in character? Did you feel like it was a logical progression of her pulling back to the core of how she really spent her whole life versus this momentary I, re- like, you know, yeah, distraction? Um, I, th- I liked it. I, I'm not sure. I loved it, but I did like it. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> so after watching that, I went back and started watching the first, just out of accident, just out of coincidence, we started watching all the mm-hmm. Marvel movies from scratch. Oh, and right I was on. watching the earliest Tom Hilston Loki stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about how he, and then I watched out of sequence. Then we watched Ragnarok again. Then I was, then I saw this again. I watched this finale again. And I just kept thinking about how much physical comedy and timing Hilston has and how much he's breathed in that character that yeah. you actually accept the three-dimensionality of and the complexity of Loki today mm-hmm. in a way that he never had a hint of at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And, oh my gosh, like, there are so few actors that could have made this transition the way he did. It just blows me away. I think the only problem, and it's only something that came up after seeing Ragnarok a million times and this and then <laughs> thinking about it too long. But it I found, especially in the second viewing, that it was mm-hmm. very hard to remind myself that this is the Loki from the end of Avengers. <laughs> in the endgame timey-wimey stuff where they went back in time and the stone fell out, or the cube fell out, and Loki went, whoop, whoop, and grabbed it and s- disappeared. So in that mm-hmm. continuity... This is the this is the unevolved Loki. That's true. And so as a result, yeah. and even I mean, I, it's very clear that it is because they showed it, and then also he had he got to watch the home videos of himself and the end. <laughs> right. I mean, that was a whole thing. But somehow the fact that he's playing him more frustrated and flick of the hair and 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 mm-hmm. boisterous and whatever, he's playing it more like he's playing Loki in Ragnarok than yeah yeah than. Like, it, to me, that's a hard curve from the Loki in Avengers that was very, was presented very seriously. But I will say also, that's a character that's supposed to be a trickster and he's supposed to be uh, complex in a lot of things. And we just didn't see that in the first Avengers because Whedon just made him yeah. very straightforward, bad guy, <clears throat> manipulating, yeah. saucy and cynical and manipulative, but not whimsical. 
you never saw whimsy. Yeah. And it was only in Endgame with the Russell Brothers where when that thing fell and he looked down, looked up, only acting with his body and his eyes. And it was like, whoop, whoop, noink, and he's out. So, you know, maybe that says more about the way Joss Whedon handled the first Avengers than it does about jumping forward on Loki development. It just, yeah. looking back on it, I realized how many times I was projecting the Ragnarok continuity version of Loki in the Loki TV show. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, and I, I do think yeah. that a certain percentage of it, too, could just literally be Marvel being like, no, 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 we need him to be familiar to the people that have seen the recent Marvel movies, not for sure the first ones. It's, but also, it's why, would, yeah. why would you go back yeah. to what would be compelling about a show about the original Avengers villain, Loki? There's, yeah. no, there's nothing yeah. there. It has to be the charisma the frustration of being a god that's not treated like a god or exasperated yeah. by the trappings of mortality that is the premise of that of of why you would relight that show in the first place i guess yeah i don't know i super love the the um closing scene where it wasn't a stinger right it was just the last scene of the episode where he finds himself in the library and everyone's running around and there's problems with the time timeline or something and then they won't listen oh, to him. Oh yeah. And they think yeah. he's an analyst and he's like, "Oh, I've been I'm not in this timeline." I yeah. like that a yeah. lot. I did too. I love that conceit going back to uh I guess Twilight Zones and stuff. I love the conceit yeah. where you think things are normal and then it unfolds that it's a different world, but they don't hit you in the face with it right away. I love that. Yeah, me too. Um and also to see the lack of complexity or the lack of development in Owen Wilson's character, too. Mm-hmm. Morpheus? Yeah. Morpheus? Mm, Morpheus? Mm, I, it's something which like one, that, yeah. It's which Morpheus one's the lame, Morbius. Yeah, which one's a lame vampire? Morbius. Morbius, yeah. Mobius. Mobius is his name. Mobius. Loki. We got Mobius. a Morpheus earlier. Yes. We have a lame... Yes. Uh, Mo- Morbius, and now this is Mobius. Mobius, yes. Do I have that right? Yes, you have that right. Okay. So anyway, amazing. I love it. And then, mm-hmm. what was the last? What was the stinger that? Um, what's her name? Came back and no. What was the? Honestly, there was cannot a stinger. Remember, there was, but I do not remember what it is. Um, I feel gosh, like it was what, what was it? I feel like it was what's a rain who was defending the. Uh, the Time Lords, um, and then and then she noped out. Remember, she noped out of her office. I thought maybe that. She oh yeah, yeah. There was something. Oh my gosh, it's been a while since I've seen that episode. This is quality content where we're. I know, right? We're uh, podcasting about something we don't remember anymore. But anyway, so we sure. talk about that one guy and the things that happened <laughs> with the one person and things that we've watched six months ago <laughs> well i mean i will say this it's been a while but this is another example of a series that when it ended the season i was like what do i do now <laughs> yeah. to not have that to look forward to yeah so it's, it's kind of so what is the next marvel series that's coming out on disney it's hmm. a really good question i don't know let's see I, I feel like they're pretty with their releases as far as that kind of thing is concerned lately. Yeah, but I don't I don't remember offhand what the next one is, to be honest with you. And 
I don't know, like some of these things have gone too long, particularly those Netflix yeah. ones where they stretched it out for too long. This definitely did not. And even Falcon and Winter Soldier felt like they were two episodes too long in the story they were maybe telling. They, I guess maybe they consider what the, as or what if as uh, being their current one, now that I think see, about it. You gave your you gave your age away, right? Because uh, you and I both yeah. Love, what, what the what the? <laughs> I, I think one of the next ones is going to be the Hawkeye series. Oh yes, you're right. Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye. It says late 2021 for Hawkeye, and it's six episodes. I'm still super down with what I'm seeing because I like mm-hmm. her. Um, yes. I'm growing in my disinterest that everyone else already has with Jeremy Renner and his Hawkeye. Yeah, he's still just not the best choice for it with that personality of Hawkeye in particular. And it's you know, the just, thing it's is, really strange. His, his trying to be charmingly sweat, but also swagger and hardcore really irritates me. Mm-hmm. But also, he moonlights as a jazzy, singy, songy musician. And so Which I realized so that what it is, is he's another Bruce Willis problem. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Um, well, related to Loki, I have a couple of thought, additional thoughts to close it out. One is that um, I saw a thing, a video, in which, hey, maybe there's something, something was mutated. But what I saw in this video was that they, someone had paired up the timing of the, fi- the major... Uh, end scene of WandaVision with the major scene in Loki's finale. Specifically, when Wanda gains the power and Harkness is going, no, 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 you can't, what are you doing? And she goes big and sort of Nova's and then and then grows the Scarlet Witch costume and then oh, is yeah. imprisoning. She's basically tapping full into this and, and um, you know, Agatha's like, you know, like freaking out. Um, mm-hmm. At that, the time stamping of showing how that goes is exactly the t- st- same timing and timestamp as when uh, the man beyond time, who's telling mm-hmm. his narrative about himself, stops and gets distracted and is like looking off into space, and then it's like interesting. It just happened. We just passed beyond my experience, and we're now in a place where I don't know what's going to happen. And this is exciting because really? I've never not known what's going to happen. The timestamp on huh. the two is exactly the same within the episode. So they those, bo- those those elements, those exact things happen at the exact time, according to these videos. <laughs> now, yes, they could have bullshitted that and tweaked when they started and played around with it. And right. Video, but anyway, I liked it enough to be li- loving it in that way that I used to love overthinking Lost. So, yeah, right? yeah. Ugh. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and and uh, there's something huh. else apparently. There's even something else that um, maybe the timing of something in the new Spider-Man trailer. <gasps> we gotta talk about that. Did you see that? Oh yeah, true. I did see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me go back up to the uh, trailers. Ho and say Spidey told you Spidey and the thing about told you and. Was it Far uh, From no, Toll You? No Way Toll You? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think No Way Toll You, yes. Um, Spider-Man, No Way Toll You. Yes, okay, that's a professional entry if I've ever seen one. So, how did you feel after watching the Spider-Man No Way Toll You trailer? I, I, I don't want to see another trailer. 
I'm yes. totally in for this movie, but I do not want to see anything else spoiled for it because it looks like it's going to be totally crazy, and I'm all in on that. I don't want the multiverse, I or at least this multiverse approach. Uh-huh. I don't want people from the other Spider-Man movies and these actors coming back. It's not the. It doesn't help my verisimilitude. I don't have <laughs> nostalgic um, fuzzies over bringing these people back. Uh huh. I just I don't want any of it, but I will say, I'm confident that they're going to make it interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know why you undermine into the Spider Verse by doing this. I'm really curious if they can make this work. I the the trailer in particular makes uh, Doctor Strange seem really like why the heck would he do that? It doesn't make any sense to me. He would never. He wouldn't be distracted by Peter. Uh, Yeah. There's and a lot, yeah. Yeah, like, all of that doesn't fit his personality when he's somebody that, like, looked at all of the possible connotations of Thanos and this oh, is right. the one way that it can happen and then he just, like, screws up on a random spell with Spider-Man. It doesn't make any sense. And he also so, said, and he's also about, like, oh, you know, messing with space-time is the worst thing. It's totally, you know, can't do it. And yet, in Endgame... He specifically went used the eye to go through all the multiversal scenarios to find the one that worked. It doesn't ring yeah. true. He's also yeah. being he's also showing a strange lack of decorum. The mm-hmm. the sanctum is covered in, in it's all like like the window's still broken, Icy so there's snow. Yeah. There's snow. He was wearing like a like pajama not even pajamas, like like even like a workout suit or something underneath his yeah. cape, whatever. But but and so of course everyone's been screaming Mephisto since WandaVision, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in Spider-Man, no, in Spider-Man, uh, um, one last kiss or some shit, whatever that was, the big event where <laughs> Spider-Man oh, wanted right, to, where he like undoes his marriage or some nonsense. He undid his marriage through. Um, that tells me it's time to catch my international flight. I hate that sound. That's the alarm that wakes me up so that I don't miss a, a plane. That's okay. my, my take, my nightly pill that I stopped taking three months ago, and I keep forgetting to turn the alarm off. <laughs> well, excellent. You just turn it off again for 24 hours. Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. so everyone's been screaming Mephisto since forever. Um, I'm much more interested in the idea that the story of the multiverse and this whole thing they're doing is going to go way beyond one film. It's a series mm-hmm. of films leading up to this thing, and that's why I think... Mountains of Madness and Quantumania and all this stuff are going to be equally important in this story. But I think there's something compelling if you you know, you're already kind of thinking, okay, maybe that's not really Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. It seemed fishy, and mm-hmm. something was off in character, and then he was kind of blamey. Um, but that said, that said, uh, I did see something online that I really liked, and I don't know, again, it could be the lost overthinking it thing. But you know how he's like when when Peter shows up and he's leaning against the mantle and he's drinking a tea or something like that and he's in his yeah in his pajamas or whatever. Um, <clears throat> someone mm-hmm. someone put that side by side with a picture of Mephisto from that event book where he's in an icy or weird or limbo environment leaning up against a mantle or some sort of altar or something, looking the same in posture and the same compositional okay. framing of the image right hmm. so i was like okay because i don't care and that's fine mephisto sounds perfectly fine to me sounds a hell of a lot yeah. better than it being 
Doctor Strange fuck it up because that does not. Honestly, yeah, like I'm I'm very happy with the idea of Mephisto pretending to be Doctor Strange to get him to do this. I like that. That's interesting to me. I'm also hmm. though intrigued by and hope that this means that there's a narrative thread here that Peter Parker is going to stop looking for father figures mm-hmm. because he went from Tony Stark to Mephisto to Doctor Strange being gullible and taking things for face value as a kid but at the same time he's getting older so I'm hoping that we're going to see some development in his character because at some point he's got to be like why do I keep getting tricked yeah ironically the actor himself is too young and he keeps leaking stuff so Marvel doesn't give give him the script and all that stuff which is so funny (laughs) I love Tom Holland (laughs) his his enthusiasms are great okay so Uh that's Loki I'm really excited about the next season I really want it to come right away and it's not um also, did you have any problems with lo- the idea that Loki's hooking up with himself? I didn't give two shits about that. No, I didn't it have seemed, any problems with that. It seemed, it seemed so, perfectly in character to them, as far also, as I'm concerned. But also, it seemed very um, relativist. It seemed like mm-hmm. a very odd argument that sounds like it's more of a thing on paper when you talk about it. If you met, like, in, and I'm sure there are any number of books or other pro- projects that have explored this, but... If you met a clone in a world with cloning, and that clone was of your same genetic material, which made you mm-hmm. technically siblings, made you a technically identical twins, but that clone was either of the other gender, or you were attracted mm-hmm. to that clone, what difference would it make? Yeah. There's there's a Flight of the Concord song that's about that, too. What would you do if you met you, and they grab each other's butts, and then oh, they're, right. they're in love? Yeah. <laughs> if they're going to do another season of that? I don't think Whatever. so. They they did a live concert though that's actually really fantastic. I I dig it. But did you was it a um was it I, televised on HBO or something or? Uh, it was on. I can't remember what I watched it streaming on, but it, it's on Spotify. The album is, and I listen to uh. it somewhat regularly because their little inner siddles where they talk about life on the road and stuff is is pretty fantastic because those guys are amazing. So they're like early um. They're like early bare naked ladies, which was always the superior version of "They Might Be Giants" and "Prove Me Wrong, You Cannot." <laughs> and, I, and I know, and I know where you oh, land on that. I'm not going to touch that. I know where you <laughs> land on that. But that's a right, that's so, a thin line there. I know, I know. All right, so let's talk about the Suicide Squad, which is not Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. So big picture. So you saw the movie after having all of the teasing about how it was going to be crazy. And then mm-hmm. the lineup reveals that showed a bunch of space madness, literally and figuratively. And then finally the trailers. So then you finally see the movie. What's your like walk out of the theater you weren't in takeaway <laughs> of how you felt about having seen that movie? It was the most James Gunn movie I've seen since Slither. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way or a bad way? It's for me in a good way because Slither's my favorite of James Gunn's movies. Okay. Um it's it it had such a vibe of him being like I don't have to follow the Marvel mandate. I can do anything I want. Yeah. Um but I'm also not going to make it feel like anything else DC has ever done. But I I enjoyed it. It was all of the madness that I expected James Gunn to do when he was unleashed on those characters. <laughs> I loved it. I stopped. I paused it several times to just shake my head. Yeah. I was just yeah. so happy with so many things that were happening in that oh movie. Oh my gosh. 
and so much going on all at once too like there were so many parts that i was like oh i'm gonna have to watch this again because i know i missed parts of this 100 <laughs> percent. well and also like it i initially had a bit of a disappointment when i realized that like all of the disposable characters were killed immediately <laughs> and then yeah. and then as i let it unfold a little bit i was like but actually that was kind of a neat conceit for that movie that mm -hmm. you're going to give me a bunch of supposedly suicide like supposedly expendable people why would you why you know why would you put those kinds of people in an environment where they would be killed aren't they more valuable assets if they're alive couldn't it just right. be you just send them in like black ops like they don't have they don't get to call home and they have no identity and and they're disavowed and you make them do the mm -hmm. dirty work uh more the task force x kind of stuff um right but the suicide squad nature of things was such a weird comic concept that doesn't translate yeah that after that scene yeah. after that first act i was like huh that was a really clever way of making it 100 percent the spirit of the original idea for that group make yeah them disposable decoys for another team and that I really, really I actually liked. really liked that. Yeah, I thought that was I did not expect it. And as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like such a great way of using that aspect of it. <laughs> and it and it was another one of those stories where it was great how they unfolded the the context of the scene. So you see why she sent the decoy, why they show up and then felt like they were getting ambushed by a whole army. It's fun yeah. to watch when Someone allows super characters to be mowed down by conventional uh, conventional <laughs> weaponry because you know why wouldn't they? Right. Not everyone's opposed to human crews, <laughs> so like, so I love the shit out of it. And from the minute, and I yeah. also really thought it was clever to give us a point of view character in Michael Rooker's character being the seasoned old Wolverine style, been through all mm -hmm. this badass, and have him have a <coughs> effectively fail his route save. Chris? Yeah, yeah. If we're gonna be posthuman about it, like the entire thing, I was looking at that act, that whole first act, and I was going, "Well, I see how this would go in posthuman. I could see these roles." Uh -huh. Oh yeah, my god! Absolutely. So yeah, it was I thought it was great. Perfect. Yeah, it was it swimming was so away, great. crying. <laughs> like that, the, the oh man, yeah. they were all so good too. Like all of the cast for that, like they picked the perfect people to play each of those roles for the 15 minutes they were in the movie. <laughs> I never realized that that character from DC was Mongal, like making it like a, um, like an, a, like an apocalypse sounding character, but really it's just Mongol as a female Mongal. It's so badly seventies yeah. or early eighties DC. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Like on the nose, <laughs> all the ways in which they made bad choices and died and flags going like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just thought that was fascinating, like watching her like leap up to take out the helicopter and then just get shredded by, by a napalm or yeah. whatever. It just was like everything yeah. that they were doing was cracking me up. All the swagger of Javelin, and then he's dead in the ditch instantly. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Um, so I mean, funny. arms fall off, boy. Right, that arms whole thing. Fall off, boy. <laughs> the. The detachable kid. Oh, I loved how his his arms looked like when you took a he-man's arms off it was just, and they didn't even have a like, socket so perfect like the yeah they just like flying her oh, so and, and they didn't even have a socket it was like they had been carved off like clay and what yeah. i loved was that they didn't have um they didn't have any mass they just had the same it's like 
they didn't even have the mass of the body behind them. Yeah. He was controlling them, but they didn't have a virtual body behind them to deliver weight. Yeah, there was so they were no just, weight. So Yeah, they just, were just kind of slapping yeah. you. Yeah, oh my that God. was... Oh, it's so funny. The whole thing about uh, Weasel not being able to... to to breathe, to not be able to swim. Oh, you didn't look it up first. The whole thing about giving the view of the, I know it's, it's that movie. I didn't see like the cabin in the woods, like seeing the guys in the, mm -hmm. the guys in the, in the engineer, in the room, in the production in the control room, room yeah. in the control room talking about it. But I love that whole thing. Um, yeah. It was interesting that um, flag and Harley were on the doomed team mm -hmm. and there was a cut scene. So I guess that, showed or something in the script they never used that showed that um the, there was like one scene and they never showed it but it was flag making fun of something that waller said or did she mm -hmm. or maybe even you know it's quite possibly that it was a deleted scene either it was a deleted scene and i saw it or i could visualize it when i read it but it was like she was wearing a shirt that was awkward and he mocked it in front of people like that's a ridiculous shirt you're wearing or whatever haha ha. and she's like well you're out you're dead to me you know like really that's because he was really leaning into making her a bad you know like a real antagonist in this just un yeah unforgivably yeah. bad i i also um i didn't like how much deadshot and death bolt or whatever they are what is it the two characters from uh, the two different movies, Deadshot and Deadshot and Deathblow. Death. No, it's um. Gosh, what is his name in the other one? Uh, it's the one that Will Smith played, right? Right. Yeah, uh, Deadshot. Or no, that was the other one. Yeah, Deadshot is Will Smith's character. And what's the other one? Uh, I'm checking. I just Elba. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, his character was Bloodsport. Uh, uh, Bloodsport, yeah, Bloodsport. Okay, they were like African American characters given the same backstory with the same basic power set, um, and they even leaned into it by making references to the fact that, you know, him saying how redundancy there, there was so much mm -hmm. redundancy on the team and why was there, uh -huh. and that was a lead into well, there's actually different teams and there's yeah, actually, you know they're not all being used the same way but also it was a nod to why it was so similar to the original character but it did beg the question mm -hmm. why was he the same character like why well, did he like do that if if i remember right they originally cast will smith for this movie and then he ended up not being able to do it so they cast idris elba for the role and then they decided not to use dead or whatever his name is, Deadshot, <laughs> so that Will Smith could come back eventually, and uh -huh. so they gave Idris Elba a new character, a new character. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't it was. Like his, they were yeah. very similar. I did like his mask though. I thought it was cool. Oh, his mask is amazing. <laughs> it the, was so rad. The eyeless matte, none more black, uh, uh, round alien like top half, and then the weird carved skull. It reminded yeah. me of everything I was hoping we were going to get out of the black mask that we didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, actually, the other thing, though, is I didn't like his build-a-gun with all the pieces parts. It was all very 90s I didn't toy fair. either. I really didn't like that. That was my least favorite part of the entire movie was his weird, oh, look at all this weird, like, nanotech I've got built into my belt. <laughs> and I get that that's the character in the comics. 
it's something I wouldn't have tolerated in the comics either if I was reading DC. Yeah, B- yeah. But also, they didn't even sell it. Like, they didn't have masks. They didn't... They just didn't... Things that expand into something bigger. I, I love it when we argue about what's realistic and not in, in fantasy fantasy movies. But mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. I, I, it took me out. I didn't... <clears throat> but, but I liked yeah. him, his portrayal, and his character much more than Will Smith's. Yes, you know I mean? agree. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't like his superhero, but I loved Idris Elba in the movie. I thought he was great. Uh, I absolutely love what's his name who played Polka Dot Man. I love him in everything yeah. he does. I yeah, just he's watched great. The, I just watched the Ant Man movies again and was like, what? you know, because I love him in that. Right? <laughs> it is is Baba Yaga, you know. And then yeah. of course I I I remember him getting his break on uh, The Dark Knight too, right? So, oh yeah, I forgot about that. He's um and then I read some interviews around that time or maybe around Ant-Man time talking about his path into Hollywood and the kind of experiences he was having and he's such it's such an unlikely story that that guy hmm. would actually end up being in these movies and have these kinds of roles but Jesus. How is he going to top Polka Dot Man? Yeah, he's he was so perfect to make such a stupid and oh man, yeah, to make such a stupid character with such a stupid power, and then make Uh the power actually scary sounding, even though they made it still look stupid. I thought, yeah, I did. I really liked the effects of the power when he was using it. I thought that they they made it functional in a way that actually really worked. I know that. I mean, I I get the sense anyway that James Gunn and his writing partners are doing pharmaceuticals and cooking up stuff so to speak but i just i love the idea that someone said i love the pitch stuff right i love the idea Mm -hmm. that someone said polka dot man okay so it's uh a goofy grade d half pager in dc who's who uh but also his stupid polka dots are actually lovecraft or like lovecraftian portals or something like that yeah you know what i mean like you can see that pitch and you're like huh (laughs) so i super love that um, I like this version of Harley better than pretty much anything. I think. I, I think, yeah, yeah. I really like Margot Robbie as Harley. I didn't think I would. I was very eh about her initially, but I actually I really liked Birds of Prey. I thought it was a fun movie, yeah. but she's great. I she just really does embody the character in a way that I did not expect her to be so good at. Well, and I think that they're doing a good job of making her more interesting than the Harley in the comics. Blasphemy mm-hmm. to all those people that are obsessed with her <laughs> and Joker. But the least, in, the the least interesting thing about that character is pining over the Joker. So one hundred percent. Yeah, I like that both Birds of Prey and this were about her evolving past that relationship. But mm-hmm. what I especially liked was. And I think that Birds of Prey had a lot of those problems we talked about before where it's uh, missed opportunities. It was a good movie that could have been really interesting, but kind of, you know, it, it didn't quite reach the potential it had, but it was yeah. interesting at least. But this yeah. was like, I mean, visually she was amazing, Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, stylistically she was. Her character, her dialogue and the way that she was written in the in the plot line was cool yeah the whole concept that she would like fall madly in love with the with the dictator and then turn <laughs> on him like that um everything about that was consistent with the character and i actually bought it even mm-hmm. as irrational as it was and yeah. when she started when she went nuts 
and fought her way out and was having all of that in her brain flowers and kaleidoscopes and oh, weird shit that. flying yeah. everywhere i just i couldn't i couldn't stop and i've seen concept art for the movie and it's legit the same as what they filmed that's awesome like there's no evolution in it it's exactly what his ideas were and but they did it that's i think great. the only i mean i still from the original movie i still feel like there was a there was a version of Iris's movie which he still insists exists and they mm-hmm. say you'll never see i do think that there was a version of that movie where i would enjoy it more and i liked mm-hmm. a lot of aspects of her in it even as i admit they are very purient um but her costuming in that movie mm-hmm. is of the best that she's ever looked right the jumpsuit look yeah and her her stupid uh fishnets and booty shorts thing which has sort of lost its luster because of how much it's been abused since then yeah and yeah, and absolutely. and also how much it's been pointed out how how heavily male gaze the whole thing was and how it's kind of mm-hmm. creepy but at the same time that's a character that was in the character right right I still argue yeah, absolutely. i still argue she was doing that on purpose um <laughs> but i don't know i still i'm totally happy with all that being left behind and and we're doing this now um i also yeah. read uh james gunn confirmed in some a number of q a's he was doing online that she does her own escape from being hung upside down Oh, really? Or, or being wow. hung or whatever she was doing. She does reach up with her own feet and she does the thing, steals the key, kicks a guy, whatever, steals his key, reaches up, unlocks with herself and drops down. That was all her doing it, which... That's crazy. I know the cynics among us say, yeah, of course they say that, but I think that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. I really like her and I love that she loves that character as much as she does. I think that's that's pretty. it's pretty evident in... Her portrayal of it that she genuinely loves heavily invested Harley. heavily yeah. invested in the character i like yeah um i remember before the movie came out that they did this really bizarre this surreal um synergy of advertising where they used king shark to promote shark week <laughs> did you see that no i did not but that's fantastic i love king I shark love in this movie as much as i <laughs> oh, don't like he's stallone so funny i thought he was amazing I, all all the stuff yeah, in the i like stallone and but he, yeah he was so perfect in this like i they could not have cast somebody better for it for dead our dad bod king shark it was just oh, fantastic I mean, and just the level of of realism in his his affect and how it looked like real <laughs> shark skin and the beady dark glossy eyes and the weird sort of semi-translucent watery look in certain things it looked yeah. so good and then he's wearing pants you know and like yeah, i wish that we didn't so see funny. any i do wish i never seen any trailers because i wish i had seen every one of his antics for the first time yeah but i also think if i had seen that in the movie theater i would have been like chortling and jumping up and down like yeah, I did, yeah. Like I did, as I was the only one in that Indonesian <laughs> movie theater for Ragnarok, where I was laughing. He's a friend from work, and then all these, all these people are like <laughs> politely looking up at me. Um, I thought that the way he, um, that he went out, the way he went out with, uh, mm-hmm. his, like little friend, his little friends, and that they turned to be turned out to be sort of mutated piranha types. I thought that uh-huh. was hilarious. I yeah. also thought that whole sequence of the building tipping and all of the water coming off the and all the water flooding and coming off the side and them trying to stay upright on it tilting and all the sequences about that this was everything we said during our review of the first one 
that instead of all the high stakes bullshit about the the god and and uh you know the sorceress and all that other stuff that what all we really needed was they just send the suicide squad in to do a mission and let the mission fall apart and let's just watch the detail in the mission falling apart like this was what we asked for huge amounts of time and energy in working out the logistics of being in a building that's fallen apart that was containing a starro yeah right? yeah the and the, the the feel of the dimensional changes as the building slowly collapsed and everything was so well done i i loved it it wasn't like there's so many of those like blockbuster movies like skyscraper or whatever where they're in the buildings that are collapsing and you don't feel any of that like angularity and the changes and stuff the way they did and gravity gravity and momentum and losing balance and all that stuff look at compare that with black widow whose final weird i haven't seen that but (laughs) oh never mind well anyway there's (laughs) there's a portion of that movie that has well i mean it doesn't stretch your imagination to imagine black widow would be jumping on things that are falling off a building the point is it had much more of the mcu's uh, the one common criticism we have, which is rubbery people doing mm-hmm. rubbery things, right? Yeah, well, exactly. Part of the reason I think this looks so good is I saw a lot of the the, the making of stuff, and he built that whole, you know, all that stuff was shot. The exterior shots were really shot at a certain place. It's, it's on set stuff, and then the walls that they're the office floor that's collapsing, and they're sliding out the thing, and all the water's pouring off. That was all a big tilt set, and they were doing all that. That's awesome. In practical effects, not just digital effects, and that's where I think it shows, right? Yeah, I think so too. So, how did you feel about the realization of Starro? Even as I even it. as I wish they didn't spoil that that was Starro. <laughs> like I wish oh, I didn't I know that it. was what it was. Yeah, yeah. As soon as like, I yeah, I really wish I'd never seen it in the trailer because it was just so perfect. I I mean, I can you imagine love, not knowing going oh, in? And have them oh, bust in, man. and the thinker is like, "This is this is what's happening," and then it's <laughs> yeah. fucking Starro, <laughs> like, and it looks exactly like it with the purple and everything. Oh, so perfect! And how <laughs> creepy, how intensely creepy was that? Those weird organ flaps would open up, and all the mini Starros yeah. would like expunge out, like I don't know, like like ugh, viral load. All, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and all of the the scenes inside the eyeball were oh that whole thing was insane so great oh i loved it and and even worse it was the it was the physics of attempting to and then puncturing the the eyeball like all Uh the tent the the ocular tension and everything space ocular tension also i liked um i liked the nuance that this that it wasn't um you know once they killed starro and all the mini starros fell off of people it's not like they were like what no, they're all dead. Yeah. They're all yeah. completely dead. It doesn't matter. You, you took the lamprey <laughs> off, and they're quite. There's still quite half people. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. I couldn't believe it. Loved and it. I was quite satisfied that there was no more to it than that. Yeah. Now yeah, let's talk too. about let's talk about Peacemaker because we haven't really touched on him yet. John Cena feels yeah. like he was born to play that character. Yeah, it was, I mean, he, he, it was one of those roles where I feel like he was playing himself the entire time, but it's because he was perfect for that role. (laughs) Well, he's proven himself in the same way that Dwayne Johnson has proven that he can be comedic 
but he mm-hmm. leans more into being macho. He just likes to be sort yeah. of silly macho. He'll be silly macho, so he's like he can get away with it. But John yeah. Cena has done a better job of being able to lampoon his size. Yeah, he's like and being like serious. uptight macho. <laughs> yes, uh, his his penchant for wearing button up shirts and things, and just being all like right. yeah, like. It, we, I thought that he was really an odd duck until he did Saturday Night Live, and he cut loose, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's actually really interesting." Yeah, you know? he's I, yeah, it's really interesting how he his personality. Ah, dude, the wrestlers really are good at those that aspect of their occupation where they create a personality, and it's sort of their real personality, but it's just cranked up to wrestling level (laughs) but i feel like that's a modern i'm not i've read and heard and watched documentaries about wrestling but i'm not a wrestling Mm -hmm. fan but it almost feels like that's a modern wrestling phenomenon like the days of wrestling getting started when we were younger macho man savage was there i don't think that there was a lot of calculation in the engineering of macho man and hulk hogan I mean, they seemed off know. camera to be the same, and you're right. Maybe that's just because we didn't have a peek behind the curtain back then. And we do I now. think that might be. We don't have as we didn't have as much of that like social media everything else aspect of it. I mean, our I, news came yeah. from once a month magazines that were printed, kind of thing. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Well, I and that reminds me. There's my favorite one of my favorite little memes is uh, or little gifts is this one of Macho Man Savage seeing. Hulk Hogan in some environment. I don't know what it is. Like it's a convention or whatever it is. And they, they kind of stop to go greet each other and they go to kind of shake hands. And Macho Man goes like, he goes like to shake the hands. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen that one? I don't think I have, or I don't remember it, but but you could visualize what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah, He Macho Man's into the handshake. It's a very specific (laughs) thing he does. Um, Anyway. Okay. So Peacemaker, I mean, I think it's fun to watch him, showing up at the opening of the movie in Hollywood in the Peacemaker uniform, 100% engaged, invested in it. I know it's all part of the cross-marketing to continue this character into into their series, but um, I I think that the competition between him and um, Dead Death Bolt Sport was amusing Mm -hmm. and petty and fun, when he turned serious and was like, nope, can't let you do that. I'm a man of, you know, the government said you have, you can't do it. I was a little struck because you never got a sense of that level of seriousness. Mm-hmm. And I started to wonder, were they suggesting that he was lampooning because it was a deflection? Or he just was like, well, fun's over. Got to have that now. Yeah. That's part of the mission. I didn't mind it that it happened. It yeah. was kind of sad how that ending occurred or like the events of that scene yeah. is very sad well and i'm really curious too with like that abrupt change and everything like like i'm really curious what the series is going to be with the change in character and tone as far as well, that's concerned but i did like it i did like the fact mm-hmm. that there was that betrayal and the way this went um it's interesting we saw the stinger at the end of it which was you know those people are being you know they show up and get him and he's recovered or right. they get him and they say well we've got a you know whatever it is you're our project now yeah but there's still they could still play around a little bit with timeline and stuff we're not 100 that's true 
There's nothing that says that seeing him in that condition, in that hospital bed, is after the events. That could still have been a a flashback to before, because we don't know what his history is. We don't really know much about what he was like before the start of this movie. I think it's probably going to be a sequel. Mm -hmm. But what I also hope is that we're going to see... It seems like he's playing it almost like this partly Punisher and... I don't know, some uh, types of characters that are like 100% dead serious in their absolutely mm-hmm. insane worldview. Almost like yeah. Nuke. Almost like Nuke, maybe? Um, I don't know. Yeah. But it, to be interesting, it's got to be the absurd absurdity of him. Yeah. Like leaning into the thing where I love peace so much I'll kill anyone who stands in my way. And I'm going to wear the yellow thing with the chrome helmet and the big long gun and all the (laughs) wacky stuff. I loved that they leaned right into it and didn't explain it and didn't make... They didn't even bother with the pretense to make us think this was cool. It was sort of like, nope, that's just Mm -hmm. how it is. So I really hope they don't lose that. But I am. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Because I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed his his whole one-upmanship thing. With dead bl- yeah. blood sport, um, I thought yeah. it was super fun. I really, really, really was sad to see Flag die because mm-hmm. I really like Kinnaman. I do too, and I liked him in this movie even more than in the mm-hmm. last one. I actually didn't. I didn't find him appealing in the first Suicide Squad. He was sort of vanilla in the first one; like he barely yes. made an impact at all in it. And in this one, I like that he was the... I'm the experienced veteran. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys are so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that that exasperation in him, I loved. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, the fact I, that, I really yeah. liked him. I, and I was I was excited to see Boomerang come back. And then I was yeah. bummed to see him die. Because he was, like, the most charismatic of the first movie that right. they had. And I... I think it's saying something for the movie that like Kinnaman joined in with how charismatic everybody else was. And it just shows how underused he was in that first film. Well, and also from what I've gathered, he is kind of a loosey goosey guy. Um, And he has been playing a series of serious roles, but in his interviews, he's, he's kind of loose. He's kind of right on kind of like maybe, Maybe hitting some weed, being kind of goofy. He's, <laughs> he's he's European, you know. He's Scandinavian. Uh-huh. So, I I don't know. I mean, I'm only used to him in very serious roles. Um, for all mankind yeah, and Robocop in... and House of Cards. Yeah, Robocop. Yeah. Did you see him in House of Cards? I haven't seen House of Cards. It's not. Oh, really good my lord. Thing. Oh, good lord. It was good before it got bad. It was really good. <laughs> and he and he was playing like a young a young Republican. Uh, military oh, veteran, military veteran candidate for president that was sweeping, like a like a Republican Obama, like it was just sweeping interest. their interest in this young blood in the party, and hmm. then losing his shit when it fell apart. He did an amazing job in it. Huh. But uh, okay, so sad, but I love that he had the chemistry with blood, Idris Elba's blood, death. Sport Shock, whatever that character's name is. And yeah. also, I really liked his chemistry with the one that we haven't talked about yet, which is Ratcatcher 2. Yeah. How fucking amazing that they called her Ratcatcher 2 and mm-hmm. then showed her dad and then, you know, 
Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika Waititi yeah. as her dad. Um, I I love I love that um, she was the heart of the movie. Yes, I did too. She was sort of the the Kitty Pride character too, where you kind of one hundred percent. She was who you associated with, and yeah, I thought that was really nice. I liked it. And there were like these things about her, the the way the character was written and how she performed it, that made her feel exceedingly relatable and at the same time kind of stylized relatable like i love that i love that she was like oh i'm i'm not a morning person i gotta sleep and they're like kicking her out yeah kicking her that was such a weird little character um affectation yeah that she's i just love. sleepy yeah. all the time yeah <laughs> like we yeah. we know that person if we are not that person we know that person who right. can never get out of bed right <laughs> so yeah i loved her and i thought that her character arc was interesting I love that yeah. the rats had a major role to play in com- defeating Starro. The shittiest mm-hmm. seeming, the, the weakest seeming character practically in the lineup. Yeah. M- mostly defeating Starro. Yeah, the, the quantity of rats was a little ridiculous, but it, it, was. it fit the over-the-top aspect of the movie. And there was a lot of uh, scale problems because... Mm, yeah, you, yeah. You, had some, you must have had some capybara in there because they were pretty... <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> she can also control possums. <laughs> yes, that's right. She's rad. And she's like a clothes horse. Like she she um she does I can't remember if she's Portuguese. She does a lot of um She is Portuguese, yeah. Fo- photo spreads and stuff where she's, you know, kinda like Jessica Chastain and some of these others where mm-hmm. it's like they throw she's very um photogenic. So they throw mm-hmm. and of course she's a dancer type, she's very lithe and so um fashion model standard. Right, so they just hurl mm-hmm. wacky clothes at her. So she's a whole mess of these photo shoots where she's just in these most insane outfits, but then you still mm-hmm. see some aspect of life in her eyes behind it, which you often don't see in those, um, you know, those, um, you know, haute couture spreads where the, yeah. the very tall, skinny, weird, androgynous model is blasting these really weird looks, and they're just mm-hmm. like dead eyed. Yeah, it's like yeah, you, you look at her in her looking at the camera, and you like you feel like you see a little bit human there. So that, that's kind of yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay, so let's see. So of course, Iris has been um, badgered repeatedly about. Oh well, how come? Boy, your movie sucked even more because look how great this one is, and <laughs> and he's kind of cornered. So you started coming out going like, I'm really getting tired of having to say, I'm okay with having my movie recut. Uh-huh. He's been trying up he's been trying to like, you know, take the high road with his you know, employers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting cuz he's very he's very, it's like you feel like he's on the teetering edge of spitting, like he's just like veins are popping and he's going to start saying, "Okay, enough. This is fucking Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Yeah, has he done anything since that one? Uh, I think he has, but I can't remember what. He's hit or miss for me. I like what I see from him, but yeah. the ones I don't see, I don't have interest in seeing. Right? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It's it's strange, but yeah, I was. I feel like there's one or two things he's done that I've really liked, and I can't recall what now off the oh, top of my head. I liked Fury, the tank movie, the World War Two tank. Mm, yeah, movie. Fury was good. Uh, um, Dark Blue was all right. So the one, the main project he made after Suicide Squad was the the one where it's Shia LaBeouf as the uh, the cartel accountant that that goes oh 
yeah, deep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, the... I, I like the imagery a lot. And then I was amused to think that Shia LaBeouf was getting all those tattoos for real. <laughs> but, right. But at the same time, I never, I never watched it because I was like, some part of me was like, yeah, but I really liked um, The Counselor when that came out. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that... Um, was The Counselor actually Ridley Scott? I think oh, am I remembering yeah, I wrong? think so. I no, I think you're right. Um I love the counselor and so I, I look at this and I think, oh, I I saw the counselor. So why uh, Yeah, it was Ridley Scott. Yeah. Cormac McCarthy wrote it and it was Ridley Scott yeah. that directed it. And and Fastbender just was completely an, owned that excellent. movie. Yeah. God, that cast was so good. I it, you know the takeaway from that movie that I keep thinking of is uh is um the is Cameron Diaz's car crashed and then the <laughs> the the Jaguars or whatever they are just slowly walking into the bushes and there's like yeah. a village nearby <laughs> like it's just so yeah. horrible. <laughs> oh man oh Ayers also did that bright movie that weird ah uh, like sci-fi fantasy cop movie on Netflix that the the one that I was vividly oh, man, against it was... because it reminded me of Shadowrun. It was so messy. Yeah. There was there were interesting ideas in it, but it was very poorly executed, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I think the one one other thing on uh, the Suicide Squad that I wanted to mention that I really enjoyed was uh I loved the idea that they went into the into the jungle and brutally murdered all of these oh soldiers. <laughs> And then get into the compound and Flag is having drinks or whatever with the leader of the resistance and finds out that they just killed the resistance. Oh, it was like, so good. That was amazing. That was it one was of the ones so where I... perfect. That's one of the ones where I had to pause and think for a while. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I loved that. It was such a great, like, perfect way of them doing that super over-the-top attack. And then, oh, well. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Well, Chris, so it's a good thing we're villains. <laughs> yep. So uh, I guess we loved uh, Su- the Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Suicide Squad was a hell of a lot of fun. I really wish I had seen it again before it left uh, HBO Max because they are so Me insanely too. stupid that they let things come and go from that platform. I can't even grasp it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me, and like I. Uh, yeah, it's it frustrates me. I like the fact that they're doing it because I frankly have no motivation to go to. I don't even know if my local theater is open yet or right. not, but I have no motivation to go out and do it. And I've got a pretty like like I prioritized having a nice setup here in my house so that I didn't have to go to the theater. So the yep. idea of this is really nice, but the whole like oh it's only there for thirty days is what's, yo what's the point. They're trying yeah. to force early viewership to make the numbers look the best best they can to rationalize that somehow this is not a loss to their investors or to the whatever. But it's just it's well, maddening. and then some of them are they're only gone for like like sixty days and then they're back on the channel too. So it's yeah. it's yeah. it's real dumb. I was also surprised to discover tonight actually that the Spider Man films are not on Disney Plus because of the Sony. Oh, really? And I could have sworn they were originally, but they're not now. That's so, interesting. Sony must be putting them on some other 
delivery system. Does Sony have yet another one of these streaming services that I haven't I remembered? I don't know that they do. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's streaming on... Weirdly, uh, Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming is streaming on FX now, hmm. right now. But that's the only place you can stream it besides Fubo, whatever the heck that is. But no, uh, but what about No Way Home? Uh, let me look. Far from home. Far from home. Far from home is uh, not streaming anywhere yeah. unless you want to rent or buy it. So we just rented it for like the third time. Yeah, that's and so you know strange. I also just, uh, we yeah. we broke down and bought the blue. They 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 had a blue a combo Blu-ray on Amazon that had Far From Home, Homecoming, and Venom on it for okay. like thirty bucks. I was like, oh, oh well, I'll do that. Yeah. Well, I, well, I still haven't I've rented, seen Venom, but no, me neither. And I have it too, and I haven't seen it. Like <laughs> I couldn't be less interested in Carnage either. Well, so yeah, I've now rented Far From Home. Because we've watched it together as a family at least five times, so that means I've been <laughs> renting it every time. And we also just fe- recently watched through our second full viewing in a row of the entire Harry Potter franchise, and I've rented oh, every single one twice. You're you're crazy. Because I kept going, oh well, I'll just get it on Netflix after this. I'll get the disc and then I'll rip the disc, mm-hmm. and, and then I don't, and then here we are. <laughs> or or I get it and it doesn't. So. Hey, do you right. want to do some? Uh, do you want to do some planned plundering? You want to tell me what your plundering yeah, yeah. plans are? What are they? Jeez, dude, uh, my planned plundering right now is just to survive the next month of madness here, getting ready for con and finishing three die six and doing cons in the first place. <laughs> for sure, for sure, get... for sure. And and we gotta talk about that more. Did you ever get to Jurassic Park Camp Crustacean? That you had talked I about at one point. I watched the first three episodes of it. Um, it was enjoyable. It's not my thing. I, Is it like, easy it, to watch as an adult? It's it's it actually has some pretty decent little terror moments and a lot of great little callbacks to Jurassic Park and other like monster movies and stuff. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that like put it on the background. You don't just sit and watch it kind of thing. Um, I think your kids would probably dig it actually. They dug it into a point. They were watching it. Or Mateo, yeah. remember uh, Zoe's uh, already like you know she's a teenager now. Yeah, that's true. Anything. But Mateo yeah. was watching it, and then he said, "Yeah, it's really violent and scary now." So I don't really talk. I'm like, oh. Okay, because remember, he's a little babe in the woods. Which is I know true. you love that. Which is true. <laughs> uh, I wrote down on here that I'm still trying to look for Legion season three. I can't find mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, I'm yeah, still trying to. Those are hard to find, man. It's weird. Yeah, I'm. I'm still trying to um, get to Modoc. I haven't watched Modoc yet. Oh, um, yeah, it was all right. It was. I, it was okay. I'm really <laughs> looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to Dune badly, even as mm-hmm. that is complicated yes, by the. You should see it in the theater. Yeah, we're such nonsense. Yeah, similar to what you're seeing. I mean, we're in. We're in another a huge COVID surge again, and mm-hmm. so I'm not. I don't know that there's a theater anywhere near my future, but. Um, I also really yeah. want to see a Scorsese film coming out called The Card Counter with Oscar Isaacs. Hmm. It's, it's I'm a, unfamiliar with that. It's a guy huh. counting, car, counting cards at the casino. He's got a dark backstory and whatever else. And who knows what it is. Huh. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's Oscar oh, yeah. Isaacs and it's yeah. Scorsese. So it'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, uh, I plan to continue watching Reservation Dogs. 
I've heard which, that's great. Which leads into the Rumfield recommendation section, and I might as well tell you that my one of my three is Reservation Dogs, because I've seen the first three <laughs> episodes of it, and it is insane. Right. I on. mean, it's not insane, but it's really good. That's what I've heard, is that it's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Legion 3, uh, Season 3 is streaming on Hulu, by the way. I don't know if you I, have Hulu, but... I do, but for some reason I can't... F- All right, I'll look again. It may have At come back to At least according to Just Watch, it is, yeah. Okay. Um, I, speaking of Reservation Dogs, my the one thing that I am plan plundering is that I have not started watching the new season of what we do in the shadows yet. Oh yeah. Me neither. That is very high on my list of want to watch, but we have a puppy that can't sit still for long enough for us to sit and watch a movie right now. And we have puppy and kids. Yeah. We have puppy and kids and, and life stuff. That's meant that my wife and I fall asleep. We're still trying to get through uh, handmaid's tale and, um, (laughs) And then if we can get through Handmaid's Tale, then we want to cleanse the palate with more Ted Lasso. But that's all still, um, like, we haven't sat down and watched a show in, in three weeks, easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the so. only real time we aren't working on prepping for cons or I'm trying to get the magazine and the RPG finished, uh, it's breakfast. Like, we sit yeah. and watch a show for breakfast and that's it. <laughs> Fantastic. And you do a mighty breakfast, so you have some time to watch. Yes, we do the exact same breakfast every single day. Yes, it's a do. hard-boiled egg, three pieces of ham, half a banana, and some summer porridge and coffee. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's a pretty healthy breakfast, but... It's, it's eerily it's, similar to your best Western breakfast, too, which is interesting. It, it is, actually, yeah. It's, it's just less potatoes than the best <laughs> Western <It's>, one. <laughs> I also have on my um, Rumfield recommendations list. I saw Cruella, the live action, and I really adored it. From a I noticed style... that it's uh, loosey goosey now. You don't have to be premiere access, so it yeah. is high on my list to watch. Yeah, it's got a really strong style. She is absolutely amazing in it, as you would imagine. I love her, and yeah. the fact that it's um, it's premised like it's premised as one thing, but it's essentially. You could tell just from the trailers, but it's it's devil it's devil wears Prada, right? It's it's right. not it's not the origin story of Cruella is just a one one up fashion like a fashion <laughs> world spectacularama. It's just amazing in so many ways, and it has its ups and downs. But I mean, ultimately though, you'll see it when you watch it. You'll see what I mean. It's visually just so arresting, and you're so in love with different scenes as they happen and the outfits and the sets and the way they put them together that you're like well can i just live in this moment right it's fantastic right on um and then Good. lastly i also watched in the heights uh, oh how and, was that well i really enjoyed it uh again as a musical theater uh at a time when it's amazing that musical theater exists given the attention mm-hmm. span and interest of people I think yeah. they did a really good job, and it's very immersive in its ability to make you feel like you're seeing them on location doing this. It feels very real, whereas a lot of theatrical productions of places, even when they do adaptations, it doesn't look right. Yeah, it, it feels looks like, very yeah. authentic. It's it's really nice. strange in that way, but also not at the same time. There's mm. been some, some clapbacks a little bit on the <clears throat> lack of darker skin representation and mm-hmm. his view of of uh you know 
the people in that neighborhood and whatever else. And he's had to comment on that and describe some of his his thoughts on it. But so I think that's all very interesting as, uh, you know, a a um, I can't complain about anything white guy. I don't have a, I don't have the right to have an opinion <laughs> about any of that, but I'm yeah. aware of it. And I think it's just mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot in the storytelling. There's a lot in the in the context of the kinds of things the characters are going through, what the songs are about, what their issues are, the kinds of um, um, stresses they're in. It's an interesting story because it's very timely of the flash dance or <laughs> uh, Footloose, those kinds of movies that were musical, right but it were about a kid rebelling against the expectations and then coming into their own and having to make hard choices and romance and independence right. and all that stuff it's that mold it's very okay. very very well um defined that way i don't know i think you'd like it if you like that sort of thing i do right i like on. dance dancing and singing and stuff so that's yeah that's i like that I yeah i have to be in the right mood for it but i really like it when i am um oh i have one more on my plan plundering i forgot about which is the oh. one that was going to be after um uh ted lasso there's this one called Smidger like Smidgedoon or something like that. Have you heard about it? Mm -mm. It's um it's got um um uh Key Michael or is it Keegan Keegan Michael Key? Keegan Michael Key and um an actress from Saturday Night Live and they play hikers in a strange in a strained marriage or something that are get lost on a hike and they they stumble across a village and it's like weird village trapped in time where everyone is in a musical. And they're oh, aware. Oh yeah, and they're yes, aware I of it. Do you remember seeing something with that? Yeah, it looks and all the people in it look amazing. amazing. Yes, yeah, it looks really weird, and apparently uh -huh. it's a hell of a good time. So I want to see that. Video. Right on, so, nice. Yeah, that's um, got some, that's got a fantastic cast in, if I remember right. That's right. And then you told me that um, for your for your um, for your list, you want you saw Candyman. So tell me how you felt about Candyman. Yes, Candyman was excellent. Um... Yeah, I have three Run For You recommendations. There's Candyman, um, which I will get to in a minute. Um, I also, we finally started watching Shit Creek. Uh-huh. It is fantastic. I Oh, I can't wait. I knew I was missing out on it, but I really loved it. Same. Um, and, like, I'm on season three on it, so I still have about half of it to go. But oh, awesome. They're, they're great. Um, and then we've also been watching um, Lego Masters. Uh -huh. which is like a reality show that's hosted by Will Arnett that's super fun. Like the builds on it are so over the top and insane. And if you like that type of stuff, it's really great. It doesn't have the dumb drama stuff that most reality competitions have. And the, the build on it are just... Have you seen any of Lego Masters at all? Um, no, it's been on the list forever. I've read... It's been around long enough that I've seen the enthusiasm for it. Then the the sort of reaction swinging the other way and then people making fun of it like oh nothing more exciting than watching a a reality show about people competing at building legos could you could it be more boring and i nonetheless mm -hmm. say this sounds amazing i want to see this <laughs> yeah it's super fun like like they do some really interesting challenges with it where like you've got to build it to be destroyed with an explosion kind of thing and so like the the oh, lot, wow. as someone that likes building legos it's really fun to watch them like 
try and figure out where the breakpoints are going to be and how it'll explode. And like one of them, they're building up something floating just using a single technic brick. And they have yeah. to build a whole thing off of that. And like, it's just really interesting. And it's obviously a very focused interest group, but uh, that's me. I am that focused uh -huh. interest group. So. 100%. <laughs> well, and also you're telling me something I was hoping for, which was that it wasn't so much about the final presentation, like look how beautiful cake I made, but it's about the reverse engineering or figuring out how to make a thing work, which is exactly what makes as an adult or an older adolescent Lego builder off of kits where you reach that threshold point where you're learning from the kit. Yeah. We talk yeah. about that a lot, right? You're like, oh, I see yeah. why they're doing this, you know. And yeah, then you start to the... figure it out. So then you're in the kit and you're going, oh, I know what they're doing. We're going to have yeah, a yeah. Oh, okay. I see how they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And like, like one of them, they're building a, um, they're building a vehicle for a demolition derby. And so there's oh, wow. two different aspects of it where you, they're judged aesthetically on the vehicle looking good, but then they're actually like, they go into the demolition derby and smash each other's vehicles and see who lasts the longest. So oh, it's got crazy. some really like, it's got some cool stuff to it. I, I don't know. I dig it. And like both of the, the judges that aren't Will Arnett are great. They're just, they work for Lego and they're both super charming nerds. So I don't I know. That, I dig it. It's, I read it's that fun. Will Arnett. I read that Will Arnett seems like he's on there to pay bills or something. Is that, do you get that vibe or does he seem interesting? I don't, I okay. don't think so. I think he's, he's playing Will Arnett. I mean, he's ah, okay. straight up jobing it out where he's like, pretends like he's, being over the top and so i, th I think if you don't oh, get his sense of humor i could see that but oh, okay good well that's yeah. good because i was afraid that it was going to be one of those things that would make him demystified to me like i wouldn't be no enjoying he's him. i think he's legitimately having a blast doing that show <laughs> um okay well listen chris so um i'm gonna let you go and say i think this was a great uh little session and i hope that we get a chance to talk to each other again um in another i don't know four to six months um yeah, really. and we could do another session of a recording so thank you for doing that with me tonight uh this has been yeah. super fun